Sensei replied, what is your woman? Is she just a container for the child? That soft pink matter, cotton candy, margin book. Oh, oh, oh. Close my eyes and fall into Frank Ocean. I love to listen to Frank Ocean. I love Frank Ocean. Me too. I love to hear him sing, and I love when he is, when he's in it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, he really gets into it. Because you feel him. You feel that, like, every ounce of what he's saying, every yeah. word, you just feel it. Mm -hmm. Your whole body. He's pretty dope. I've always yep. loved him. Uh, welcome back, everybody. This is our latest installment, is what I like to call it, of Truth Serum. We are back. It is uh, Monday, July 23rd. Lots of stuff going on. I am glad to be back. Missed you guys. Thank you. Uh, Keon is walking in, and we like to call out everybody when they're late. And I guarantee it's 100%. 100% people who have been late to this show have been black. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, I just really, really wanted um, to welcome everyone back. Keon is in the house. Keon, the proper pronunciation for your last name is Pole? Pole, yeah. Pole. Um, and guys, you can call 310-986-6610. A lot of you have been chiming in to the question of the day on my social media, and I want to hear your answers. So please give us a call, 310-986-6610. Uh, we're going to get into our celebrity. Melvin Robert is back. Hey. Keon Poli is in the house. What up, what up? Cassie on the ones and twos. What's up? She asked me if I was going to talk to her. She's like, I'm smart. <laughs> no, I said I'm not dumb. Well, you know what? I heard I'm smart because <laughs> but I'm on. But, I, but you know, I am smart. But I'm I on this smart. positive kick. Did you hear? Did you read that thing where they say, don't say you're sorry for being late. Say thank you for uh, waiting for me. So I'm trying to change my language mm -hmm. and stay away from negative stuff. So when you said. I'm not dumb. I heard I'm smart. It's I meant the same thing. I, I meant it. But I'm trying You're to just picking I'm, up on my vibe. Yeah, I'm being. But uh, I was being politically correct. Well, I want you. I, ah, fuck political correctness. It's overrated right <laughs> it now. It is totally. It's driving Agreed. people. Make people hate each other. That's why I came over to comedy from law. Well, good for it's you. The opposite, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? A lot of comedians would be good lawyers. Yeah, and, but that's uh, like the performance skill. Yeah, the performance skill. The you know also uh, those that are some comedians who are really really good comics are critical thinkers and they really pose a different side to some to an issue. You you see some of the most interesting premises. Patrice O'Neill was really good for that. You know, God bless um, Patrice. But anyway, we are back. Truth serum is in full effect. We are uh, talking about. What is trending? What is happening in the news today? But before we get started and before we get funny, some serious news. Um, a young woman was murdered last night in Oakland um, on the BART train. Neil Wilson, 18 years old, random act of violence, or was it? Some people think this is racially motivated. Her sister was critically injured, and I want to use this platform to remind you guys to use social media for good and for justice. The picture of the man is on Sean King's page. His name is John Cowell. He's on the loose. 
This seems like it was premeditated. He changed his clothes after he murdered her and is now at large. So, guys, you like to post videos about people fighting. You post videos about what Kim Kardashian is doing. Use social media for good. Take this opportunity. Go to Sean King's page. Repost that picture. And let's get this man brought to justice. Let's get him caught. So use the social media for uh, for good. It's on Sean King's page. All right. So that uh, that covers the the first news story of the day. It's a very sad story. A very young woman. I mean, being a mom of a young woman, I, I can't even imagine what the, what that family is going through. So please use social media for good. All right, guys. Keon, are you here? Yeah. You, Keon likes to talk a lot of shit on uh, social media so I want to address something quickly <laughs> with him because he has a he seems to be confused about what Afro-Latinos I'm are I'm not confused about that at all okay. Okay. I know uh, what that uh, is uh, uh. so let's talk about that post yeah because you said what the <laughs> that, hell are these people that yeah post. it was as, that's what most people ask when they see them them active. okay so you were playing devil's advocate and yeah. I said we were going to talk about that yeah because I obviously I know yeah, well, well, let, let's put you on blast. Obviously, you know because yeah, because my mom is Puerto Rican. Yeah, okay. I just wanted you to claim yeah. her in public. No, absolutely. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I've actually talked about that. Like, it, it the Afro Latino thing. It's like a new. Like, remember we talked about that yeah. via text. I'm like, it's new. I'm happy that it's yeah, know, happening. Yeah, I'm sure. But it's new, and I feel like uh, people are jumping on board. Like they're accepting it. Yeah. But whereas before, they'd be like, "I'm not black." Yes. Like, yeah, you are. <laughs> and then, but what makes me laugh is that. Like I, I put a post up um, about her once, and everybody was like, "Yeah, she black." I was like, "Until I get on, yeah. Like when I get on, she's not gonna be black. She's no not more. gonna be oh, black. You anymore. got with a light skinned uh, Latina girl. She's she not gonna be black no more. You're when I get on, but she black woman. now. You know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting how people be at. It's a real confusing uh, topic, you know. And you do we we did talk about it because being I've always said I was Afro Latina from being, when I started doing stand up. I did my joke that I do all the time, which people are like, "Why does she keep saying that joke?" And it's like because I I wait I'm waiting on people to finally catch on about what Afro Latinos are. For those of you who don't know, Afro Latinos are Latin people who identify with their blackness. Um, usually, diaspora African diaspora black people, Puerto Rican, Dominican, uh, Cuban. People in Colombia, Panama, many of us are Afro-Latinos. Brazilians are Afro-Latinos. Haitians are Afro-Latinos by definition, which a lot of people don't know that. Um, Haitian people are technically Latino. Uh, people don't know that because they speak Creole, which is a derivative of France, but they are Latin people as well. So uh, it's just to show you black people come in all shades and they come from all places all over the world. And now there is a movement, uh, which I think sometimes feels a little bit like bullshit, you know, because I feel like... Uh, Activism is mainstream. Being political is mainstream. This Afro-Latino thing is a movement. Like people who did not want to identify with their blackness before, where uh, you know I'm not I'm not black. I'm brown or I'm Dominican, which is a national you know it's a, yeah, yeah, a nationality yeah. and not a race. But now everybody is you know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like they're faking it. I think some people are. I think it has to be stuff has to be undone, and that's why it's like new. Yeah, you know I mean, if your grandma your whole life been telling you that or whatever, like I was just in New York and I was talking to some some brothers about that and they were Puerto Rican, I think. And um, he was just like, yeah, like. All my life, that's what we were told, right, like that we are the same. We come from African descent, blah, blah, blah. But he was like, yeah, a lot of my friends it was like, yeah. nah, that ain't that ain't me. You know what I mean? So if that's what's been told to you and then you you get I hate this term, but like you get woke about things like. Oh, yeah. Woke has then, also become yeah, mainstream. Yeah, absolutely. And I think any movement has is susceptible to abuse. To oh, yeah, abused. absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what's happening now. Melvin, you are from Los Angeles. I grew up in Inglewood. My grand listening to this, my grandparents and my family are from New Orleans. Right. And if you would, you know, look at a photograph of my grandmother 
all of her brothers and sisters, even like some of like my aunts or people in my family, you might think, oh, that she's a white lady, mm-hmm. right? But growing up in New Orleans during that time, you know, during the one drop rule, she says she's black. And I think that if she would have, uh, you know, kind of come up in today's, you know, landscape, I don't know that she would have claimed black in the way that she does. You know, it's funny. The reason that, well, I'm asking you that you're from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You grew up around Latinos. You grew mm-hmm. up in South, yeah. you know, in yeah, that, yeah. that part of town. But Mexican people don't identify um, black. They don't, they de- and they have Afro Latinos in Mexico because they have black people in Mexico, mm-hmm. but they don't identify with that. There's a, there's some tension between black people and Mexicans. Yep. Yeah. You know, when I moved here, there was that, there was this big old controversy about blacks getting killed if they had on white t shirts by Mexican gang members. You remember that? Growing up as a kid, my dad was like, we couldn't, um, with my brother and I, it was like, you know, no red, no blue, no plain white. I mean, he was so particular because he was so worried about, mm-hmm. we grew up in Inglewood. My family had a grocery store in Inglewood as well. And, in the, in a, you know, a tough, tougher part of Inglewood. And so I used to have to work in there and I would always be there with my dad. And he was so mindful of what we wore and how we dressed because of that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know I'm I mean? going to do what D.L. Hughley said not to do on his post the other day. You don't sound like you from Inglewood. Yeah. So <laughs> what school did you go to? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I did grow up in Inglewood. I did go to private schools. I went to Catholic school, went mm-hmm. to private schools. Um, well, that's what that sounds like. That's yeah. that grocery store money <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, but, my, but you know what, too? My parents, like my dad and my mom were really big on um, my brother and I, you know, being able to function and get along with everybody. Right. You know, but also I had to work in that grocery store. I hated working in the grocery store, but my dad made me. And it is one of the things I'm so happy that I did because it helped me to appreciate everybody. Because my dad was like, you're not better than anybody. You know, I don't give a shit, you know, where you are, who you are, where, where we're from. Um, everybody gets treated with respect. So what's the name of that grocery store? It was FN Market. We don't have it anymore, but it's on the corner of Venice and Arbovita. Oh, that was really in the hood. Yeah. You are you He's really from there. there. Yeah, no, no, he really I'm just, is. Like, we, I'm, I'm convinced now. Yeah. We had the stories. He and I talked about it. Okay, so today's topic of the day is when is it the appropriate time, if any, to fight, physically fight? Um, and when was the last time you had a fight? So if you want to chime in, 310-986-6610. Everybody gets so super dignified about fighting. But I, I've seen people who say... They, I'm, I'm not going to fight. I'm too grown for that. And then I've seen them in a situation, and the next thing I'm doing is going to find their shoes after the fight. So, like Keon, I hear, I see you uh, making faces over there. When was the last time you had a fight? I was in college the last time I got into, like, a physical fight. Ah, you, you whack, man. That's I'm college? Chilling, you ain't yeah. have a fight in the last couple of years? Nah, I'll be chilling. You ain't no real comedian then. <laughs> <laughs> Gina Yashere just had a fight two months ago. I'm messing with you. I'd have just called you out. No. Nah. Nah. You you have if you look at his social media, you would think that he would be confronted. I've at seen all. his social media. Nobody yeah. bothers me. I know media. his social media because you're well. crazy. And they, look at your me. eyes; they think you're crazy. He <laughs> you got the bugged out eyes. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing nobody to you. Me. I think but, uh, some. I would fight at the drop of a hat. There's one thing: spitting. Oh, I'm yeah. fighting uh-huh. at the drop of a hat. Uh-huh. Like if somebody spits, if somebody spits oh. at me around. Yeah. I'm, we gotta fight. Like that's just. So they don't. They, they can put out. their hands on you, but if they spit on you, no. I mean, you can't. You can't put, put your hands, hands on you but either. The, the spitting is what I mean. That is just I think that's the worst thing. Like, I, I agree with that. It's just. Uh, Have you been spat on before? No, but mm. I remember my brother did, and knocked the kid out. Mm. And they come and, and then he. This this how crazy my brother. He's the craziest <laughs> one out of all three of us. He knocked the kid out, sat there, and waited for him to come to and knocked him out. No, way. that's how mad he was. 
Do you know it's funny that I, I grew up with in such a fighting family? Like my, I saw my grandmother slap the police chief. Oh my god! And so I, I grew up. No, my grandmother was a stand your ground lady. You know, old school Puerto Rican lady. And my uncles fought for cops because they were harassing a, a mentally disabled guy. And so I remember the incident. I was a little kid. All I saw was my uncles in a scuffle. Then the cop, them in a scuffle with the cops. Then everybody's in a police car, including me, going to social services. And the police chief was talking to my grandmother. She had on a house coat, and she just turned around and smacked him. And the next thing I know, they were putting handcuffs on my grandmother. And when, when my grandmother went before the judge, the judge told the cop, you should be ashamed of yourself. But, you know, that She's was... Zsa Gabor. She, I don't, she ain't Jaja Gabor. She, she, and Jaja did that, though. I think no, I know, she slapped the cop. <laughs> That's the only other person I could ever She's see. a white old lady, but my grandmother's old Puerto, you know, old Puerto Rican black lady who, she she was like Sophia from The Color Purple. It was always uh, hands. You like, told Harpo to beat me? <laughs> <laughs> take, my, get, take my chilling home. And, uh, I, you know, my mom, you know, I grew up in, the, in a culture of, of fights. I was, I remember in kindergarten, one of my teachers hit me in the head with a pencil. And the next Jeez. day, my mom went to the school and hit her in the head with a shoe. And it was like, and the lady was, you know, panicking. And my mom, they called the cops. And my mom was like, I want to file a report for child abuse. And then my mom went home. But I, I grew up around fighting. So it's not that beyond, you know, not that yeah. far from me in yeah. terms of having a fight. Melvin, what about you? You just you just look like you talked it out. No, yes, totally. And well, you know, I think like I shared a couple of weeks ago, I <sighs> like in elementary school because I got bullied. I mean, I was like mm -hmm. beat up. Yeah. But I'm not in my adult life. I don't know. I mean, maybe arguments, but right. not like a physical fight. You wouldn't. What if somebody hit you? I mean, I guess I'd be different if somebody hit me, or if somebody hit like if I was out somewhere and you know with my grandma or my mom or I mean, I think something like that. Mm -hmm. I would. I think potentially get caught up in the moment, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm such a, I'm like a lover. That's my na the nature of my personality mm -hmm. and I'm a talker and I'd want to at least try to talk about it. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, I hate, I don't want to go out with you because if I end up having to fight somebody for you, I'm be, <laughs> I was just about resentful. to say that. I would probably, then, if I ever get into a scuffle in my adult life, it'd be something that's not, it ain't mine. Yeah. Like it'd be because you bothering my kids or my wife or a family member or something. Like it wouldn't be because you coming at me. It would probably be over some other shit. Well, I mean, that's how it works. You know, you fight for what you're passionate about, right? You know, I mm -hmm. mean, I, I I hope I never have to be in a physical fight again. But when's from, the last time? When's the last yeah. time you kind of? Oh, I had a fight Mother's Day. Um, it was uh, my daughter was about twelve. Uh, I had a fight in my adult life. It, it was at a club and a stripper who was at the club, they were dancing around me and they kept like touching me and I kept mm -hmm. saying, please don't touch me, please just move, I'll move. And I kept moving and they kept following me, then I realized. So then she grabbed my hair and then I turned around and I was like, you, please, you don't, you don't want this. And then she mushed me and that's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing I know, I, I had her like hanging over a rail and her shoe fell off. And if I would have thrown her over that rail, she would have broke her neck or been dead. I would have went to jail. But luckily, she got stuck on the rail, and the security <laughs> guards got um, got there. But I, I mean, I, I was, I blacked out. I, I know I punched her and I choked her, and then I tried to like dump her, you know, because I, my uncles taught me how to fight. So I was, uh, and I was really embarrassed. I was after the fight, I was embarrassed, but uh, I don't regret it. I would have did it again if I mean, somebody, she must. The closest she, time I fought was very similar to that. 
Yeah, it's always Very somebody. Strippers? Somebody just no, but like a, damn gr- a girl on yeah. a dance floor, you know, like flipping her hair in my face. Yeah. Like it took a few times, but mine wasn't as dramatic. I kind of just the last time she flipped her hair in my face, I just took her from the crown of the head and took her all the way down to the ground. Oh, that's strategic. <laughs> you learned that at law school because I was. Well, I was. Yeah. I, I actually was in law school at the time. Yeah, that's that. Uh, law school but shit. I was wearing the heels, so I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna like run away so I'm like let me just bend all the way down and actually the bouncer ended up kicking her out because she was she started and she was drunk so I was the, the bouncers kicked the girl out with me too and it was like she was the funny thing is I was I was with one of my co-workers who was a guy and she was with like six other girls and her girls ain't do nothing they ran up to mm-hmm. my friend it was like your friend is beating our friend yeah. I mean what are, right? yeah, she probably had Smart. it coming I would have yeah. whooped out of them yeah, I was so angry I would have it was it was just it was you know, I don't bother anybody. I was like yeah. off to the side and I'm really like socially awkward. So I don't want the attention. You want the and then she she had the nerve to say, I'm a dancer. They wanna see me dance. And I was like, All right, bitch. Oh, you, you had know? like you had conversation. Yeah, I kept telling uh, her to stop <laughs> to leave me alone. I have no idea what the woman's voice sounds like. Oh no, she wouldn't I, I pleaded with her. I was like, Please leave me alone and uh I guess that bitch wanted them hands that day. She right. must really wanted hands. <laughs> That's we're, how we're it goes scrappy. Down. We're scrappy. And uh, anyway, if you got a story, we want to hear it. 310-986-6610. We're going to go into our celebrity and talk about uh, some of these dummies who are famous and have dumb shit happening to them unnecessarily. Offset, Cardi B's baby's daddy. No, husband. He's, they're married. Just had a secretly. baby. Yeah, they were secretly married, yes. Yes, and he just got arrested for gun possession because I guess he switched lanes. Um, he crossed over on a yellow line, and they said he was being targeted by the police, but had three guns in the car. So, um, But didn't he say in the article, it was saying that he, it was the passengers and they had a license to carry? One of them. Yeah, yeah. one of them. He yeah. said, well, the one is a bodyguard, yeah. and then the other one was the assistant, and they had a license to what carry. What state is this? Georgia. Georgia. And um, he said that it was the hip hop police, but what I thought was interesting is that I went on to social media. I always go to Black Twitter because that's where I go to TMZ and Black Twitter to get my information. Black Twitter was split. There were it was split. So half the people were saying that he was being targeted because he's black and he's rich and he's famous. And then the other half was like, you a dumb motherfucker because you rich and you are famous. You shouldn't be doing stupid shit. And you think that because you got this money that you could you are above the law. So um, I, I brought y'all here so y'all could say something. I mean, um, look, we there's this, you know, this whole thing, power and privilege, right? And mm-hmm. and there's power and privilege in every single scenario. And what you just said, I mean, here's somebody who, you know, because he's a celebrity, because in some respects, you know, may feel like I'm untouchable. Like, what are they really going to do? I got all this money. He was rocking like, what is it, like a $750,000 chain or, you know, that he was mm-hmm. wearing, too. I mean, so all these things, what are they really going to do? If they pull me over, I can buy my way out of it. But it doesn't excuse, you know, the consequence when you do stuff like this and when you don't make a smart decision. I mean, there's a consequence regardless of who you are. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he don't have enough hits to pull shit like that yet. Right. <laughs> that's that's right. what it is. Yeah. He don't have enough hits to that shit. Do, is he the Migo that if I he went it. solo, he wouldn't? There's one of them they said is not. that. There are three of them, and they said he if he if the group breaks up, he ain't got a job. That sounds like Migo lyrics. Uh, what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said if they break up, he does not have a he job. He might be. I don't know. I don't keep up with that. Like you Har- don't? I like, do. Like, like the Harry Styles. I think it's funny. Harry Styles is the one from yeah. One Direction. One Direction. Like, mm. But he was dating Taylor Swift and he got famous and people. I think Migos has a channel here. At oh, Dash. do they? Mm-hmm. They All have right. their release party here. 
on YouTube. It's, I mean, they, they did it before Offset went to jail. <laughs> yes. It's not going to be at this party. No. <laughs> not, and they said there's a possibility that he made life imprisonment, which was one of the and articles that are because he was on probation. So that was the bigger that's problem. He was on parole. So he was not supposed to be in a situation or anywhere near guns. Does he live there? Yeah. In Georgia? And he's on Have probation. you ever heard him talk? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely. How long? Because how long? Offset's been on the scene. Uh, he's fairly new, no? The Migos? Low key. They low key new. Yeah, low key. They yeah. new? Yeah, yeah. They've, been writing, they've been writing stuff for a while. Yeah. But, but they I write mean, stuff? Nothing. <laughs> they write a lot. They write a lot of stuff. For who? Uh, a lot of people. I'll look it up. But a lot of like things you wouldn't think of. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Because when you hear them, that's that's walking like like yeah. a talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like it. Like they they I, I never get more than than thirteen words a song. Yeah. So I mean, right. they, that was definitely some dumb nigga shit though that he did. Um, I mean, but but I, he I is going to jail for a really long time, and that whether I don't know if he got targeted or not. But I will say, um, I think that when you are on probation. You gotta act like you on probation, yeah, right. whether you yeah, rich bro. or not. So and she's pregnant too. No, they got the baby. Oh, she had the baby. Already. They did it for the culture. Her uh, name is Culture Kyrie. So he has to carry a gun because he's got to defend himself. Okay. Says random stranger in the, uh, the in the studio. I mean, and I just feel like your your wife just pregnant. She had a baby. Why would you not make a more sound decision? Just so that you would not do anything to jeopardize your relationship with your child, what your wife, is, you know. But that's I mean, asking to use logic. Sure. No, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm aware of that. I mean, what's like, the penalty but, for? What's the penalty for driving um, across the yellow line when you are just a regular citizen? What's like, the penalty? Like crossing to the other Let's lane. See. I think that's a ticket. That's yeah, just a ticket. It's yeah, like a moving, a fine, moving right? violation, yeah. depending okay. on what the registration is. Okay. Well, he's going to jail for doing that, so they should not cross that yellow line. That's the that's the issue right there. And not being in a car with guns. All right, we're going to move on to the next story, <laughs> oh, yeah. which I thought was the funniest story. Ah, Keon, how old are you? 33. Okay, so you know who Color Me Bad is? Yeah, man. I just did a video yeah. with them. You did? Yeah. I want to sex you on the, up. On the lyrics, uh, the lyrics we let slide. I just made one of those. $238. Sorry. I know you moved oh, on. Oh, he moved on. He, told, he yeah. actually looked up how much wow. it cost for the ticket. That's a private school. $230. Well... The problem that I have with this story is that uh, Brian Adams used to be fine, and that's the biggest, the <laughs> worst part of this. Brian Adams is the uh, lead singer of Color Me Bad. He don't Bad. have the, the flat top. Oh, man, he got a flat top, all right, on the side <laughs> of his face. <laughs> he has gotten so big, but uh, and I'm not fat. Well, you know what? I am fat shaming him. Come for me if you want to, motherfuckers. I am not scared of y'all. But anyway, he uh, he slammed... His Mark Calderon, he threw him without saying a word, shoved him hard, and he they, the story on TMZ because TMZ ain't shit said well, he, he landed in the hospital. <laughs> they said he because he was singing bad. Yeah, is that what it was? He oh, got he, mad. He got mad because the dude was singing bad. You're not hitting the notes. <laughs> and he slammed him, and he and then the story says he landed in the hospital. Hilarious. So, um, an eyewitness tells TMZ that. The lead singer in the group was having a bad night with his voice, and he eventually <laughs> walked off stage because he was so frustrated. So, uh, and it also said that the man he slammed hit some sound equi equipment on his way to the floor. And I know that somebody got hurt, but that's funny as shit. So that was my selection of silly story of the day. So uh, I, I, I'm just disappointed that the man who sang "I Want to Sex You Up." 
<laughs> looks like uh, Sherman Clump, the Ivory version. I'm very disappointed in him. I, I don't. I think that maybe he shouldn't be singing that song anymore because the women in the audience will be definitely offended. The song don't make sense anyway. Let's go. Let's let's just get to the topic <laughs> of the day and let's not let's not even hold back anymore. Um, R. Kelly and his 19 minute song in 2018. Did anybody in here listen to the entire song? I did. I, I did. Too. 20 minutes yeah. out of my day. He he, he went yeah. for he came for everybody. It seemed you know John except Legend, himself except right Wendy Williams. Um, but he did you know well I mean he did say. I guess part of the whole thing was like, I guess he did come for himself because he was admitting to, but it's like, it's, he was admitting, but what was he admitting? He was admitting that everybody else was fucked up. And right. that's what his song he admitted, was about. He admitted everything except what we really wanted to know. Was, right. was you pissing or not, bro? Yes. That's that's what we want to know, man. You know what's funny? Um, he sold, He's, Talib Kweli tweeted about him and said he is the most um, self unaware. He, he is not self-aware. And yeah. he was like, he said in the song that he did all this shit because he's a man. And Talib Kweli was like, I'm a man, but that's not an excuse for me to go, you know, fuck little 11-year-old girls and pee on pee kids. He also said he was sexually abused. So yeah. he was just... Abusers. What is he it? got the raped. The abused become the abusers? Yeah. yeah. And, but, but it was a justification for the abuse, yeah. which is what I thought was crazy. The, the, the funniest thing about that whole 19-minute experience is that R. Kelly dated, just made himself seem so old that he thought that somebody... Would actually listen to a 19-minute song in 2018, and that was the consensus on Black Twitter. Was like, ain't nobody gonna listen to that. We, I listened to the first two minutes. I listened to the first minute and a half. Nobody wanted to listen to that 19 minutes. He really is stuck in the time warp. It, it, I think it's very narcissistic. It's just a narcissism thing. Oh, oh he's very narcissistic. Yeah, and even in the be. song, you could tell. Like, I actually felt kind of bad for him because he's so delusional. Like, but guys. I'm a legend. Like I make these hits. Yeah. Why are you bothering me? Yeah. And it's like, bro, that doesn't that doesn't matter. But he really like in his mind, he's like, but I'm a legend. Like I've made classics. Like I would why? love to have him here, you know, and and really, you know, pose. It's like pose the question. Okay, so talk talk us through how like your your thought process in, you know, from conceptualizing. I'm gonna do this song, and this is what's gonna be, in, and why, like the intent, and what were you hoping to accomplish. By doing this, mm. do you feel now that it's out with the response that you're getting, like internally, do you feel satisfied with the response? You know what I mean? Have you been nourished? Like, wh like what was the point? Like, why? Well, I tell you, it's in the song. He said he's broke yeah. and he got to pay his rent. And he got to so go on tour, so I need people to forgive me so, so I, can I can pay make my, my money. Rent. But he I don't said, own nothing. He said, but, so I could pay my rent, though. Like, he don't have a mortgage. Right. R. Kelly is paying rent? Think about all the settlements he's probably paid on the DL. Ah, there goes the lawyer again. That's now, the information that we need. I do believe a lot of what he said, though, as far as like these parents pimping their kids out. I believe that a hundred percent. But this, and all I wanted to say, he said, "Stop throwing your daughters my way because you're just trying to get paid, and it may not turn out the way that you wanted it to turn out." So, but that just because somebody throws the your little girls in your face doesn't mean you. No, I don't fuck think you should them. do it. But I, okay. I believe what he's saying. Okay. I definitely believe. Like, go get your money. Yeah, you didn't listen. Marcus is looking. Marcus King is in the house. Um, he's uh, evaluating the show. He wants to see if the show is worthy of being on Dash. And um, I am uh, putting him on blast right now. He's holding his head because he knows that I'm unruly. <laughs> but um, I wanted to know, he's he shook his head because he didn't know what was going on. So R. Kelly did a song called I Admit It. Did you see it? I heard about it. 19 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So being a grown man, you got two daughters. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about R. Kelly? Because um, I, I know you met him before. I, I think he's an artist. I think he's an artist that is somewhat dysfunctional. I think mm -hmm. he has some mental 
uh, retardation. <laughs> no, I'm just he said honest. it. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a little mentally retarded. He said and he's dyslexic. Yeah, he's a lot. But, you Spectrum. know, back in the day when he was with public announcement, you know, that's when I my experience with R. Kelly. And talk to the other guys in the group. It's not like he's the same guy. And some guys, you know, they're unaware of what's happening out in the world, and they just see themselves a certain way. And I think he's very aware of himself. You know, mm-hmm. they used to call him Stinky. Oh, why? Because he smelled bad? He was stinky. He okay. Was stinky. So he was a little unaware maybe of himself again, mm. you know. Um, so maybe that's why he messes with children because he grown women would be like, you got you to watch. I think that's a Chicago thing. I'm not attacking Chicago. But you, Kanye, you, R. Kelly, all of them, you know, they have a self-awareness issue. Wow, you just went in on the whole so, city whole of Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Jesus. kind of reminds me of, like, Michael Jackson, the, like how it's – he can't stop himself. Yeah, but from, you know, from what I from what I heard about Michael Jackson, based on the stuff that I read, is that he was set up, and those children were so yeah. their parents for making them lie on Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like they, he, I'm they, willing they, to accept said, any. Well, they conspiracy. a lot of the parents when he died, a lot of them came out and was like, "Yeah, we're trying to get that money." Mm-hmm. Like that's why I believe R. Kelly. These people are disgusting. Yeah, they, but again, think about how many there are probably. How many what? How many claims there are, like reports filed and things like that. For R. Kelly? For, for any of oh, these yeah, people. Oh, yeah, for all of the people. Well, I mean, you got a, you you managed someone that was high profile, you, several people. So how many of those claims are not, are fake? How many of them? Come on. This, everybody knows you used to manage um, Jamie Foxx. How many of those claims are false and how many of those claims are real? I think it depends on who you are. I think it's how you expose yourself and what you expose yourself to. I know the Michael Jackson thing, you know, that thing, they came after him like crazy. Mm -hmm. But it's how he opened himself up. He was vulnerable because he had a relationship or he didn't have a relationship with being a child. So he tried to relive that. Peter Pan his way back into childhood. So who became his surroundings? Children. Yeah. So that left him open for yeah. certain things. Right. Yeah, he was spending the night with the kids. Um, that don't look right. It don't. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, and, no, but no. in his world, he created his own world, and it looked okay in his world. Mm-hmm. If he creates Disneyland in his world, and he's Mickey Mouse, yeah. it's okay to sleep with the like. If Mickey, the real Mickey Mouse that works at Disneyland, <laughs> was sleeping with the kids, I'm sure that Mickey Mouse is a grown man. So let me ask you these. You have, you have two boys, yeah. right? You you have two daughters, Emery. You have two daughters. I, I look at you guys, and uh, some of these girls don't look. Some some of these fifteen year old girls look twenty. So how do you police yourself when you are in the presence of the of young women, and you're not you're not aware of their age? Because that's one of some of his claims is that he meets these women and he doesn't know how old they are. He's making the assumption that they're older. He doesn't check. Yeah, I'm a check. I mean, like I'm I, a panicker though. I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I've always you. been like that. But I think it's growing up in sports. You're taught to panic. Mm. Like you're taught to be like you have a meeting when you're when you're a college athlete. You have a meeting before every season to videotape, to get contracts, to get all to cover your ass at all times. So I'm a checker. I panic all mm. the time. So when you say panic, you mean you'll verify? I'm always yeah. I'm always oh. like, well, how old are you? Are you you good with this? This camera's on. I'm like the, I, I I I'm like I'm, I'm not getting caught. I'm up. proud of you for that. <laughs> I'm just trying to cover my ass. But I think R. Kelly has a juvenile mentality. Yeah. So he wouldn't be able to have a, a mental conversation with, or he can have a mental conversation with a 15-year-old or a 14-year-old, and they talk about things they have in common. Right. Because that's how he's 
you know, incubated his mentality. Well, I think R. Kelly, um, I heard from people who I know who've worked with him who said that he has a problem with, with uh, pedophilia. And I, I've heard that hand from, from people who actually worked with him. And, and years ago, before it became a trending topic, before it became popular in the news, I know someone that was like, I can't work over there at Jive because... He is. He likes uh, to pee on little girls, and that was in like 1996. But, but what about Woody Allen? What about Jerry Lee Lewis? But what the, about, I mean, we can go through. But a the list false. Of- but those are to me. It's like, does that? What does that do? Does that make it any right? We are supposed to hold our village accountable for our children because they're not taking care of our children. So, okay, Woody Allen is, um, you know, fucking on his little stepdaughter. I get it. I understand. But that doesn't excuse R. Kelly from doing it to our girls because nobody protects black girls, black and brown girls. So aren't we supposed to do that? No, I wasn't saying it as an excuse. I'm just saying it as it's not an anomaly. Right. I think that R. Kelly's situation, in every culture, you're going to have some, you know, you're going to have some issues with everything. Yeah, I know. He's our issue. He is our issue. The difference with, with, you know, Woody Allen is we want to make it. So we can't be putting Woody Allen on blast because the white people put Woody Allen on blast and they, they can't even – he still gets – his projects are still getting nominated or his protégés are getting nominated and winning Oscars and the people that – he is so deep into Hollywood. I mean, we, 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 can't, we can't even get R. Kelly out of there. R. Kelly still got a job. Well, and I think also, but listen, you know, listening to this, I think also a theme here overarching is mental health. You know, because all of this, you know, whatever, all the people that were named, I mean, in their brain, there's a construct that's present in their brain where it's right. And they're they're rationalizing it as it's not abnormal. It's not um, wrong necessarily. You know, it's it's right to them yeah. in their reality and in the reality that they've created in this. I mean, and, and so that that's the bigger, I think, thing here, too, is mental health and and that piece, because it makes sense to them. To yeah. us, we're like, that's absurd and and disgusting. But to them, it's their truth. Yeah, It I makes know. sense, which is why they continue to engage in that behavior. Yeah. I recently broke up with a guy who I think is bipolar, and I won't interact with him except that I'll forward articles from Facebook to him hmm. that I feel re- like re- he should relate to, but I don't think it does the job. Because <laughs> I don't actually say anything. I just forward the link. I'm like, hey, this is you. Mm-hmm. Narcissism. This is you. Mm-hmm. Bipolar. This is you. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's really hard to know what the perspective is, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what I took away from it is like he was trying to get pity. He said he's broke. Mm-hmm. He said he can't read. He said that, um, you know, uh, that people keep throwing their kids in his face, but he never wants, he said, I admit it, but what he was admitting was that everybody else was doing it. So like, I'm sorry you're, you're mad or I'm sorry you found out. Yeah. And I, what I really think is that he thought he was going to shock. I mean, he did trend it. I mean, he, he is trending, but I don't think he thought, I thought, I think he thought that was going to have the effect of the trapped in the closet. And he didn't realize it's 2018. These kids don't give a fuck. They don't want to listen to shit for 20 minutes. He wanted it to be his lemonade. Yeah. And it turned out to be an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, we're going to come back with uh, Keon Poli and Melvin Roberts. And we're going to talk about the news and what's going on. 310-986-6610. Um, I'm having a hot flash. We'll be right back. Don't want to be a player. I don't want to be playing no fun. Come out and play out. Just crush a lot. Punisher, still got what you're looking for. 
that song because that's the that's the anthem of the afro latina that is um she is boricua and morena which means dark and latin so anyway we are back truth serum the question of the day is when is it if any when is it the right time if if there's a time to fight and when was the last time you had a fight 
Um, so a lot of you have chimed in on social media, and I want to share some of those because people don't want to download the Dash app. I don't know what the hell is wrong with y'all. Download the app, please. I know. Well, the people listening have downloaded the app, but some people uh, came up with some really good answers, and I said I was going to share some of them on the air. These are the people who are actually listening, and for some reason they respond to me on social media now as, as opposed to uh, calling the show. Um, social media is what it is. So did you know that we're in all the GM vehicles, 2018 and newer? I did. And I we're did. also, uh, actually, Dash Comedy is also on um, Slacker Radio now. Oh, okay. So they're now on Slacker. and uh, Not all the Dash Com radio, uh, channels, but Dash Comedy. Dash is. Comedy is mm -hmm. on Slacker. Okay, so I'll let people know. Um, so here we go. A few of them. After fair warning, if boundaries continue to be disrespected, offer them the fade. Uh, that's Quincy Jones, comedian Quincy Jones. Self-defense and extreme disrespect. Last fight I had, I was drunk in a bar about eight years ago. Two years ago, I was provoked. Um, and you know what? Mo most people have the same story. My last fight was in 2003 on a basketball court in Duval. Little buddy called me a fuck N-word, and you know that's a no-no in Florida. He got his ass whooped. Um, Tina Burkhalter, which is an interesting person to hear from because <laughs> on Facebook, she's such a dignified, super educated woman. She said, I was 13 and I was tired of this guy getting in my face. So I pushed him and we fought. I had a, I had on a skirt with bike shorts. It was cool then. She was like, I remember thinking, when is the teacher going to break up this fight? Oh, wait, does the time when I blacked out after my ex shoved my head with his finger count? <laughs> so Tina's had a few fights. And then she said she had a fight in 2006. Um, so most people said seventh grade, eighth grade, which was middle school. And we were talking about that today. Middle school is when most of the trying took place. A lot of people tried you in middle school. Um, I unfortunately had a mother that would jump out at my fights and, uh, try to fight my people, people who were fighting me for me. But the last time somebody tried to jump me in high school, my mother flew out of a car with a bat. Wow. And, um, so she... Yeah, so that that would that made me look really uncool and soft to the. It people. was a jumping though. Yeah, but my mom used to be my. It it doesn't matter, you know. My it it you gotta fight your own fights in the hood because nah. if not, you a sucker. When the jump when the jump happened, I made a call when it, when I was about to get jumped. Man, and like, who'd you yeah, call? I called my dad. He was like, "All right." And what's your dad? You know, I see your family on social media, so I posted this and I got two hundred and seventy eight responses. As long as nobody touches me, that is the epitome of the brown black girl. If you don't, don't touch me, because if you touch me, it's going down. Yeah, I mean, we can we can we can dialogue all day. Just don't touch me. But most people said if it was if you are in danger, your family's in danger. My mom, my, yeah. you know, my grandma, friends. You know, I mean, I'm, I have that side of me. You no, know, I have that side of me where I will hop in. Like something comes over me. I mean, I remember being in West Hollywood for the Halloween carnival festivities and walking with one of my best friends and somebody like jostled her and I got all, she was like, okay, I'm good. Look at me. I'm good. I'm People good. that say jostle don't it, fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> if they say jostle, you, you know, y'all going to talk it out. <laughs> the last time somebody jostled. <laughs> Hey, look, the, the people that used to sell the now laters in, in the hood on Arbovitum, they say jostle. <laughs> They say jostle. Anyway, um, how many people? So getting into trouble costs too much bread to get out of. That's another thing to think about. When you fight now, you can go to jail. It's not, it, it's not like it used to be. 
And now everybody, nobody knows. Everybody's so sensitive. They don't know how to let stuff go. Your, your knockout or your whooping is going to be on social media. So people are going to be more upset about it. And you might have some backlash. But, you know, it's funny. People fight on uh, reality shows all the time. I was just watching um, well, Hollywood they, Divas. They pay to do that. I know. They get paid. But um, you, you, one, somebody got arrested for fighting on a reality show. They got, they got ratings, but they still went to jail. I feel like between the shows and then the reunion specials, like when they, after the show is aired and the cast is getting back together, and those shows are crazy. The people fighting, screaming, yelling, nuts. Why? I I um I watch the fights and I will say that Evelyn Lasado has like she has the best right hook like in the game. Like I, I I never I don't watch those shows, but I do see the videos when she can really fight. Like she could fight a dude. She got a she got hands. I admire a woman who knows how to defend herself. Um, I st- I don't know if you guys saw this. This was trending. A woman was a waitress. A, a oh, woman was that a waitress. was dope. She was a, a man groped her, and she she jostled him to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> She's not gonna let me live. She's not gonna let me live. That was I, I love it. <laughs> she jostled that dude to the ground, and then he got he. So first he got humiliated by that. It was on video, and he went to jail. So it was great to see that. And I, I love when women can defend themselves because right now when people are so emboldened, that includes unruly men who feel they can put their hands on people. So I ain't mad at somebody who... I liked it. When I watched the video, I was like, bro, what are you doing? And it was so stupid. It was like, like yeah, it didn't, he wasn't sneaky. It wasn't like you didn't reach around something. He, she, you were just walking behind her. Like she knew it was you, bro. Yeah. Like, you so he had. So let me ask you this. When you guys were in your adolescent years, did you ever want to touch somebody's booty? I want to touch people's booty every day. You do? You want to grab <laughs> Every day I want to grab a booty. I just don't because it's wrong. Okay. But every day I'd be like, that's a nice thing. Oh, you want, but you want to grab it. Oh, yeah, you want to grab it. You want to grab somebody's booty? <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, you want to grab somebody's booty? You ever see somebody you just want to grab? They... Yeah, every day. Because I always think about day. people who do stuff like that, that just, because we were, we're, I don't know where we were the other day and somebody touched me and I felt so violated. And I was like, who the hell wants to touch somebody? What do you get out of just grabbing somebody's booty and running? Like, who do, he was walking by like on the slide. Just, yeah. ah, he just did it like. <laughs> she got on shorts. Let me grab her ass. Who does that? It was gross too. He like grabbed it, like trying to like go from under. Yeah, it was nasty. And he was on a date with his baby mama. His oh, he twi- was? I his twins, His brand new twins baby mama. <laughs> and Whoa. she had to go probably go bail him out. She did for $2,400. And his picture was all over national media because it butt grab. trended. Like, nobody even bet him a dollar. He just did it. See, that's what happens. You got... <laughs> You can't let everybody just go up in you raw. That's what happens when that stuff happens. You see what I'm saying? She has two children from a dude that was the trending topic of the day. And when I tell you black Twitter lit that ass up, oh, man, the memes. I love the video. The video was hilarious. The video was great. Um, I had a funny, somebody puts in this uh, funny story. This girl said um, somebody called her fat and she punched them in the stomach. <laughs> She was like, I'm the only person that calls me fat. <laughs> I um I thought that was hilarious. I love those um those stories when people when people uh who are being bullied turn around. I like when the bully beats the no, other person's ass. I love those videos. Now I don't watch fight videos, but I watch those. Oh yeah, if that's it's, always if it's a if it's a kid is minding his business and, and finally snap. I oh no, those. no, no. He called her fat and she punched him in the neck. 
But she said she's too old to be fighting, but there are no regrets on that one. And this one was, I was in the fourth grade the last time I physically fought a boy, tried punking me for having a unibra. So I punched him in the face and told him, at least I don't look like Voldemort. <laughs> I love Wait, Harry Potter. Is that when she was in the fourth grade? Yeah, the, I got these kids following Yeah, I was like, how old is she? And I, it makes me feel like <laughs> Voldemort, who I went and took my kids to see on Harry Potter. That makes me feel bad. Um, so good news. You know, I like to share a good news story. Um, Shonda Rhimes is announcing eight shows, including one called Pico and Sepulveda about a Latin family. And um, she's developing, developing it with a Netflix series set in 1840s when California was part of Mexico. Hmm. So um, I think it's dope. Shonda Rhimes has taken her uh, brand to Netflix and she's creating shows and she... You know, her shows are always inclusive. She always puts women of color in positions of power, makes them intelligent, and um, not perpetuating stereotypes. So I'm really excited about that. Did you guys read about it? Yeah. No. She, it's a $300 million deal um, over at Netflix. And, yeah, so pull it there's Debbie Allen. Um, they're doing a docu-series about Debbie Allen's Hot Chocolate Nutcracker, which is the show that she did. She's got lots of really great content. And it seems mm-hmm. like there's something in that slate for everybody. Yeah. I'd be a fan of Shonda, and then I'd be tapping out. Why? When yeah. do you tap out? Because her, her st- shows always go the same way. Like, they be like Scandal was so dope. And it's over And then it became, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about their relationship, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about the get back to the scandals when y'all was fixing scandals. Like, I don't care about it. I can tell my when she's written something. The same thing. I can tell from her what her writing is. Like, oh, if when she, she writes it. If she writes something, there's a lot of, like, repeating yeah. yourself and then saying it back yourself repeating it you know like saying things backwards she does that a lot so like in Grey's Anatomy I'll be like okay yeah we get it like for dramatic (laughs) effect but I also can't watch a legal like like how to get away with murder because that's not what law school is like and and I can't everybody doesn't want to bang the the teacher I mean (laughs) your life is not at risk every single day and Annalise is so funny because everybody wants to sleep with her even even uh what's her name from the Oh, she's a oh, yeah. superhero. Famke Jensen. Uh, Jensen even had, had a relationship with Annalise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody trying to smash? <laughs> everybody <laughs> trying to smash. <laughs> so, so that was my uh, good news story of the day. I feel um, a little dope, corny, but I'm so happy to see a woman of color empowered over at Netflix creating stories yeah. about us. So shout me. out to um, Shonda Rhimes. Um, okay, so this uh, Takashi story I thought was hilarious only because he is so obnoxious to me. Mm-hmm. So and he looks like Chucky, right? Like a little cabbage patch dog. <laughs> and they showed him that he was. They just picked him up and kidnapped him. Yeah. <laughs> they just snatched his little ass up. Oh, this video? Yeah, well, they have, they have a video to corroborate the story because people were saying they felt like it was a publicity stunt because yeah. he released that song yeah. with Nicki Minaj yesterday. But it, the story, the video shows he tried to make the story seem a little bit different because he didn't want to look like he got punked. But now he's saying that he got set up. But they kidnapped him. He said they pistol whipped him. He was in the back of the car. But from the story was they went to his house and they robbed him and then they took him. <laughs> they were like, we still t- you know, they take a human being. Like- That's hilarious. Well, and you know, Nikki- Wait, he was actually at home. Yeah, they, his baby mother had to bring down his watch and his or the jewelry, the chain. But, but they still found him in the car. They ran into his yeah. car. Okay. Yeah. Well, Nicki Minaj, you know, people are also 
coming for her too. Why? Because of the collaboration with um, with Takashi. Why? There's a whole Twitter is dragging Nicki Minaj for collaborating with habitual trolls. <laughs> the headline. Oh, because he's a Tekashi troll. Takashi sixty nine. He's such a troll. Yeah. Other users are calling out the quote unquote Chun Li rapper for deciding to do the track accompanied with a video titled "Beef with Takashi sixty nine because he pled guilty to one felony count of use of a child in sexual performance. Oh well, you know they they always come for her because her brother is also accused. Of yeah. uh, rape, raping a child. So, yeah. so saying on the date of the crime, Takashi was 18 years old, and the victim was allegedly 13. 13. Oh, yeah. no, he, was he was convicted, though. Yeah, yeah. he pled guilty. Yeah, he. They put it on social media. Somebody said he didn't know how old she was. He looks 13, though. He looks like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a like Chucky. It's he's <laughs> he's creepy looking to me, and I, when I look him, all I see is. I, I don't see I, I don't see it ending well, you know. All them kids, like I felt so bad for X when I saw him, but I'm like they are they're always talking about like he was always this one right here is always talking about come see me, you know what I mean? And somebody came and saw his ass and they they put him in a car seat and they took him. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, sorry, I said earlier my bad. It, it, um, it was Offset. Uh, it was um, this guy that had the 750k chain and oh, twenty thousand yeah, yeah. dollars in cash. Oh yeah, he had twenty G's in cash yeah. this time. Cause he's hot like that. He hot in these streets. <laughs> Cause he's trying to floss. You know, I was thinking about kidnap. I was writing a joke about it. Cause it's just hilarious that people say, "Let's go steal a person." <laughs> this is gonna take a pre- let's take a peek. Like a whole person. This is- say that again. Oh, so the promoter's been paying them cash. So, but okay, but they'd be walking around with cash trying to floss, yeah, right? Yeah, for no reason. So you think that he had just got paid for a show? But he couldn't stop at a credit union. Just, no. just, just drop it off. You think he's? He, yeah, they don't want to pay taxes. Well, he they they tax that ass. He paid the taxes in a different way. But yeah, I was just thinking somebody was like, "Yo, let's go get it. Let's go. Let's go take this person. <laughs> let's go pick him up." And then it's funny because. It shows how vulnerable he is without security, because yeah. they just tiny. kept mo- they just kept moving him from place to place. <laughs> well, and that's you know, <clears throat> I always go back to mental mental, but it's like that thought process, like you're saying, there's somebody sitting there going, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to this person, the whole strategy behind it, we're gonna take somebody, right? That's crazy. I don't understand that. You I mean, you ain't never. But he's such person. a troll. I get, I get somebody like wanting to take really, him. Like, yeah, he's the worst. I would think somebody, like, I never wanted to steal a person before. <laughs> but if I wanted to steal a person, he would definitely be not the person that I would steal. I would, like, I would steal Stacey Dash and <laughs> lock her somewhere where she can't have access to Twitter. But I wouldn't steal, like, him because he looks like, I don't know, he looks like Chucky. He just looks like when the lights go out, he does evil shit. His eyes roll in the back of his head. He just got that creepy look to me. But they stole him. They stole his ass. And um, he's back, and he said he's safe, but he said he was set up. They know where he lives now. They know. What you care for, though? You always tell people to come see you. They, now they're going to come. They came and saw you, though. You, they came and saw you. All right, so I want to talk about science because um, I, uh, I I like science. That's not like Cardi B. I like science. But on Friday, they said that the... Um, what we're going to see on Friday is going to be the largest lunar eclipse ever um, in, of the century. It's going to be a bloody moon, and it's going to be amazing. So are you guys going to go watch it? Are you going to go post it? up? It's Friday. Oh, I'll watch it. 
You would. Would, like, would like you make it a romantic evening, nah. or would you take the nah, wife and the kids? Let's go look. Let's go look. And will you post it? No, because the pictures never come out good. When people be posting them, they never come out good. They be like, oh, I'm looking at the eclipse. I'm like, it looks like a circle. Yeah. And it just looks <laughs> stupid. Are you going to watch it? I, maybe now that you're, <laughs> we were talking about it, I was reading that article because there was something, was it last week that happened too? There was an eclipse or something. And I missed, I wanted to see that. But I, after the fact, people were posting about it on social media. And I thought, that looked cool. I wish I would have checked it out. So maybe. Ah, we're talking about the lunar eclipse on Friday is going to be the biggest lunar eclipse of ever in the century. And I'm asking them if they will watch it. Come get on the mic. Tony Robbins just walked in the house. You need your ass beat. I'll watch anything that's like. It's like a sexy dentist office in here. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's sexy in here. What the hell? (laughs) Shit. I feel like we under Dentist Bell's bed. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, beautiful people? What's up, Tony? What's you the topic? We, what, listen, Y'all got deep in here. You need your ass beat is the topic. You need your ass beat. <laughs> the topic of the day is when, if there's any time to fight, is there a, a right time to fight? And when was the last time you had a fight? And you wrote, you wrote a whole song about that, that there is a time when people need their ass yeah, beat. Yeah, everybody needs their ass beat doing something. But damn, when is the time to fight? When you when you got to make a difference. Okay. And then like you want to, you have to. That's right. when the only time I fight somebody or if, if I show like aggression or put my hands on my kids, when I gotta change what's going on right now, okay. there's no no doubt about it. I, in any situation, just I could I could tolerate some shit. I go, you know, it ain't my business, or I or I go like, all right, fuck it, do your thing. But when something get my way, and it, I get to the point where I got to slap the shit out somebody, I will. So and he has on a shirt that says "Problem Solver." That's what I do. So I solve problems. I don't give a shit. I tell my kids, tell me what you need, and I teach you how to live without it, because <laughs> you ain't getting it. <laughs> you see that <laughs> on the Pelican Court? <laughs> no, I mean, oh, you when you went viral, and, you man, know, you know forty funny? million views. People sending me the video, like, <laughs> hey, you seen this dude? I was like, hey, that's Tony Robbins. You know what I mean? Of course, I knew it was. I, I on the ESPN channel, then nobody know who it was. The next day, it spread around the, uh, the in, in the internet. So the next day, they came back on the and uh, ESPN said we found out who it was. I think Shaq called him and told him who I was, but. But me and Demarcus' cousin do shows once a year for the kids, mm-hmm. you know, raise money. So he was with the Kings. We did a couple of years, went to, down there. The night before, Red Grant was with me, sitting next to me, but his phone died just when I got out there. So <laughs> a week course. before That's that happened, Demarcus sent me a box of NBA apparel. And one of them was the outfit, the, the jogger suit they wear when they warm up. And I had the Zach jogger suit. I'm looking at, and I'm looking at them, looking at me, and they had their hoodie on. I said, ain't this a bitch? I said, watch my back. Let me see how far I can get phone died so i did the girl that taped it i found her she gave me the tape but i high needed all the way on the court to the score table came back like i was one of the players ran across to wait no that's me <laughs> that was you <laughs> See, Keanu, no, look at that stretch look at that lousy ass stretch gonna, yeah. <laughs> they thought it was a team mechanic or make a wish foundation that's what they <laughs> look at and i ain't know i'm gonna get the ball i swear when i got the ball my tooth went loose i was so damn nervous and look at barney fight daddy right there <laughs> You can go on the Pelican I, fan right now, the Pelican fan, and you're going to see me on doing that bullshit. If I'd have known that was you, I would have. It was him. Did you, did you book any work from that? No. Every time I go somewhere, though, every time I get on stage, they want to hear that first. 
Yeah, they won't hear about that for nothing. Then the promoters start going. The Pelican Court, blah blah blah, on the flyer. It's like a credit. Yeah, right. So yeah, but that's you know what? I, I didn't get kicked out. That was ESPN's go-to. Uh, everybody's bucket list is to get on the NBA court, right, and shoot the ball with the players. And nobody never did that, and that didn't get kicked out, and I didn't get kicked out, so I was a hero. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. telling you, everybody, it was the horn, everywhere. the jump, the I jump caught me. I hung up on him. I thought it was my friend kicking it. Let me tell you something. I was so <laughs> mad at you though, because <laughs> my video had just gone viral, and then your shit just came <laughs> and just shut my shit down. I had 15 million views, and here go Tony Robbins again, reminding me. But I get the response. He just got. I'm sitting right next to a person. They go, oh shit! But you know what? The 20th anniversary of ESPN Magazine came out with Tiger Woods on the front. Uh, two months after that, and I got a I got a page in the middle of the magazine. It was animated. Got me, Demarcus, Anthony Davis, uh, Rondo gave me the ball, and it was uh, dope, man. Yeah, I got I bought seven copies of that. Shit. I go into every room in my house. <laughs> so when you go to my house and visit, don't say you can't see the goddamn magazine. Just open the bitch up and read it. I don't give a shit. I didn't know that was him at all. Yo, what are you doing That's in town, Tony? This. Yeah, I'm hanging out Marcus King. Got some business with him. Um, hit, hitting a couple of rooms. Uh, follow up on these pitch meetings I got, and then um, back up to Sacramento. Where are you going? Are you going up tonight? Nah, not tonight. I'm going to the Ha Ha tomorrow. So I'll I'm, be at the Ha Ha. I'm doing a show for uh, at the Laugh Factory at eight o'clock to raise money for Puerto Rico tonight. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. No, I'm here. I'm gonna come through there. Yeah, do, won't you do to the comedians what you did to the basketball players? And Just jump on there and start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a mic and start doing some jokes. <laughs> Is it 8 o'clock? Yeah. Do I have to be Puerto Rican? 7.45. No, you don't have to be Puerto Rican. Okay, I'm just saying. Donnell Rawlings was supposed to do the show, but then um, he caught, he booked uh, a TV show, so he's not. Okay, all right. 8 o'clock? I'll come to that. 7.45. It starts at 7.45. The, they, they, you know, the clubs here have changed their timing. Now they're 7.45 and 9.45. How many, uh, many comments you got scheduled? Um, I got four or five. Okay, I'll come to that. What okay. you doing? You going over there? You going over there? You he, can't he stay did. out that late. I know. We're, <laughs> we're, we're sleepy we're and here. shit. <laughs> we're here until late. This nigga look forty. That nigga sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga great grand nephew, nigga. Great <laughs> <laughs> nephew. Don't let that nigga fool you, dude. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Tony Marcus is, King, crazy. Marcus King is, you know what? Marcus King, did you ever do the foxhole? Oh hell yeah! yeah. So when I did the foxhole, we had this ongoing argument because he called me a bitch when I did. The Who foxhole. did? I did Marcus not King. call you a bitch. He Why was like, he said that's that bitch that wrote the letter, and I, you know, I, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. I hear and I see everything. Right, right. Everybody around me, I'm alert, aware of everything. No, tell on. me what's worse. That's that bitch that wrote the letter, or bitch, you wrote the letter. <laughs> <laughs> now, how was it? Was it like that or the other one? No, Which one? Th- no, it, he was the talking. Oakland way is bitch, you wrote the letter. Yeah, that's Oakland. Yeah, that's that, Oakland. That gets you through the window. Because he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to. Um, he was sitting next to. Uh, what's the guy with the dreadlocks? The light skinned dude that went to prison. Johnny Mac. He was sitting next to Johnny Mac. Oh yeah. Mac. So he was like, that's the bitch that wrote the letter. And I saw it. I saw you see? It. Yo, I saw it. It took me a, a few years to uh, confront him about that. But I was like, he did. He said he called me a bitch. And I was like, all right. That's the bitch right there that wrote the letter. Mm. What was on the letter? Was you a bitch in the letter? Yeah. No. Well, what was the letter about? 
Um, I can't talk about that letter. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> All right. It was. Uh, it was There's a, some legalities it, around there. We got to give it back to the lawyer. Well, is it a complaint? <laughs> was it a complaint? No comment. It wasn't a complaint. It was uh, the. Uh, it was a um, the accounting of a story so that they could have uh, okay, documentation. Kind of okay. Something happened. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't about him. He was just. He was running the whole ship. You know. He's from Oakland, man. You expect him to do nothing. You know, respectful. Yeah, I know, but you know that 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 was I was like he's the leader of this foolishness over yeah, here. Yeah, he you is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, was, yeah. I was really salty with him for a while. He's right uh, here. We good now. <laughs> <laughs> we good. We talked. We talked about it. That's crazy as shit. <laughs> he say he's right here. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's so funny because anyway, Marcus is now over here at Dash, and he was at uh the Foxhole, and the Foxhole was so unpredictable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I remember being on the foxhole and then going to Eddie Murphy's house. Mm -hmm. And it was Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. And I forgot who else was there. And they were like, you know, we listen to the radio show. And then I'm sitting there thinking, like, what did I say? Did yeah, I know. say something yeah. about yeah. it? Like, but then I was like, nah, that wasn't me. That was Speedy and them. They always used to <laughs> light them up when um, Barry Bonds was on the red carpet <laughs> with Tyler Perry. They just killed them. And, I, and then... <laughs> They were like, they said Tyler Perry and Barry Bonds were on a date and they just, everybody around the table just issued a joke about it. And then we in the, we in the room with Barry Bonds and Tyler Perry and I was like, I ain't seen nothing. No, 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 I no. I feel, yeah, it was, it was. That's hilarious. bad. Yes. I can see it happening though, but I don't, I wouldn't see it. No, you're not. You're not that type of person. That's not who you are. No, no. If the topic there and it's hot, I'm jumping in. No, is that right? I'm jumping in. Fuck that. But you know what it was? It was that for some reason, Jamie would, when Jamie Foxx had a way of motivating people to, he is the best instigator ever. Like oh, he, me and Johnny Mac had a fight on that, on yeah. the show. That, that snap off, we was going at it. He was, this must have been over 10 jokes ago. He was just kept gassing up. Don't, keep going, keep going. Fox on radio. And then we were going back and forth. And then I just caught a couple of, I got him a couple of kidney shots and then shut him down. And he never forgot that. He never, every time I see him, I just see him BT week. He's giving me that look. Yeah. It's like Tony Tone. We was on uh, Comics Unleashed. We were with Mama Jokes. And, um, and Earthquake was just instigating him, standing up. And I buried him at the last few pieces. And then every time I see him, let's do part two. Let's do a two wins fucking Golden Corral. Nigga, we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we even on stone stage. You won. But that's my dude, man. But yeah, Jamie would inst I mean, he would instigate it. He loves it. He good at it though. So we play basketball at his house. He get fouled, and and uh, they won't give him the foul. He take his ball. When you play basketball <laughs> at his house, did you have on your clothes? Hell yeah, boots, fire fighter pants, nigga. I ain't taking no chances. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that bitch with, with ex I'm army and firefighter. They got helmet, breastplate, SWAT gear, nigga. I'm not getting fucked that shit. He said, "You know what's funny? <laughs> Did you hear that that the 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 wordplay? He was like, I'm not getting fuck that shit. Yeah. I heard you. Yeah, you, heard, you see what I did with it? He I'm said, you know, no, I'm not playing playing no ball, nigga. I heard about that shit. Yeah, no, we see everybody. I, I, you gotta ask. People think I'm lying when I say that. I think I, I, I think that was yeah. They had that. They they picked them. They picked that team. Hand picked that team. <laughs> they hand picked them motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> if you were invited to play naked basketball at Jamie Foxx's house, would you go? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, he would. He, 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 he would go to Jostle. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Jostle away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see a picture on his garage of you with, his, with your mouth cut out or some shit. He went, why is that there? <laughs> That's for practice, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing at him. He's saying he's on fire pants. Everything. <laughs> Everything resistance. I have on that, that tag dog suit. I'm the only nigga that can't make a basket because I can't get my arms together. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Nah. You ain't going to love me later, motherfucker. <laughs> That's so, <laughs> so that's one of the rumors one of the the most bizarre Hollywood rumors I've heard mm. What's the, what about you guys what are some of the most bizarre Hollywood rumors you ever heard Keon look he got he's uh, like I'm trying to make it Keon I'm trying to get where y'all at okay. I don't know nothing <laughs> what you mean what you mean I don't know nothing don't you know something nothing. he heard it all cause when I said naked basketball he was like I heard about that I'll just, just be here Fly on the wall. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, nothing, nothing's coming to mind. No, like these, these, look, these are all the people that are like, let me think about my career right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh. I heard the naked basketball. I heard that uh, what's come did Def Jam? I think she did something. Tiffany Haddish. Uh, uh, the, she fucked uh, Stan Lathan and and the the group, something like that. I heard that. That was the craziest rumor you heard. Yeah, I never heard she used to wear the booty shorts on stage, and they I liked her. They used to, but I heard them in the back. I seen them in the back. Go, wow! Look at this! Look at this! Look at that! When when somebody that popular go, look at that. That means I want to eat that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you, and I didn't believe it though. But I just heard that. I've heard. Um, yeah, I got like four or five things I heard. Go ahead, tell them. <laughs> I can't think of one of them now. You gonna put me on the spot? What's the bizarre shit? That's that's um. Hmm. I think um. Wait a minute. What have I heard? Which ones have I heard? I oh, heard. okay. Here you go. Now my boy told me this, and I know you know my boy's Spanky Hayes, right? Well, that's my dude. Now he's a hangout with Eddie Griffin all the time. Totally, he's lived he's go by his house. That's how I met Eddie, Eddie uh, Griffin's house with. He took me over there. We kicked it, hang out. So he said he's in uh, Vegas, and, you know, Eddie and Michael Jackson real cool. And he swear, and I, this is my guy I started with in Detroit. Years, this is one of my best friends. So by this time, he would have told me the truth. He swear to me this happened. <laughs> he swear to me. He said it was at Michael Jackson's house, and Eddie and, and Eddie Griffin, Michael Jackson, he was sitting in the living room, big-ass living room. He said, looking around, animals and shit. He was fucking amazed, right? Michael kept saying, is he cool? Pointing at Spanky. Is he cool? To, to Eddie. He said, yes. You know, Eddie talking, motherfucker, yeah. I ain't gonna bring no motherfucker over here. He ain't cool. Nigga, just, you know, do be what it be. So he said, is he, he cool. He good, right? He good. So somebody came out and brought a saucer of cocaine out. Mm. And I ain't never seen Spanky do cocaine. He said he sniffed some. I said, well, I don't know. You ever? I ain't never seen him for years. Never seen him do cocaine. He said he had to. He went in front of Michael Jackson, Eddie Griffin. <laughs> you know, motherfucker. You do PCP with Michael Jackson, a puffer fall or something, nigga. So he said he did something, and Eddie did something, and he and Mike looked and was like shaking his head. Said, "Is he? Is he cool? Is he cool, man? Fucking do your thing." He said he took off his fucking nose. Took his face in the plate and came back and wiped out and put his nose back on. I swear and to God. <laughs> and watched Michael Jackson sniff cocaine. You look, you thinking, Melvin. 
I don't. I. You know what? I um. I I watch that before I watch anything. I don't give a fuck. That you said that uh, that episode of Atlanta. So my friend Rashad Holiday just told me the funniest Michael Jackson story the other day. Mm-hmm. He said that um, Michael Jackson used to come up to the studio where they were producing. All, like uh, he was recording an album and he was coming there like frequently and he kept wanting to see Michael Jackson and he said um, one day he the guy calls him and say yo Mike, Mike is here come so he said he gets there and then this dude in an old van was like blocking the, the, the driveway and making all kinds of turns crashing in the shit making all you know and by the time the van got out and he went in Michael Jackson had left so he was like, yo, I just miss him. This man in this fucking old van was in the way. And he said, that was Michael Jackson. <laughs> he he couldn't drive? He said, Michael Jackson yeah. always wanted to learn how to drive. He never learned how to drive because he always had a driver. Because he can fly. So he had this old van and he used to drive himself to the studio. But he was like, yo, they, he is going to kill himself one day. That's crazy. Because he was so terrible. And it was an old What, van. like 40? So like a said, decoy, like a decoy, so people would know. It was yeah, him. people wouldn't know it was him, and he ha- would have on, a, you know, he would he would be had a costume on, but he was like it was so funny, a disguise, and he said that it, that it was so funny because he was like, yo, this motherfucker who could not drive had the hardest time. Mm. He was like, that's Michael Jackson. Johnny Simpson hooked up Johnny the radio person. He said Johnny Jackson hooked up with Bobby Brown. And he put them together? <laughs> well, if you go with, you got Whitney, you, might, you can get Janet. Janet did it with uh, Jermaine Dupree, the frog. Oh, my God. I mean, you like reptiles that much, bitch. You're going to just suck, you're going to let them sleep, but oh you're going to put, put his reptiles dick in you? Uh, I just never get that. I never got the Bobby Brown Whitney thing. And I never got the Janet Jermaine Dupree thing. Winnie and Bobby make sense. I just saw they the had oh, they man, when, when Whitney, They wrote a whole Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. When Whitney met Bobby, Whitney had no color. Whitney was that fucking large and yeah, but that. She's still looked, a hood chick from Jersey though. But but I just she saw hit the on him. Like, I just saw the Whitney him. documentary last week, and and one of the things in there was how they met at the, the Soul Train Awards. Yeah. And he said that she was, you know, she was, she, was, she was, you know, rushing up on him. Yeah, I like heard that too. But oh, yeah. there was this whole thing in the documentary about Robin, like her relationship her, with her best friend her and that Robin was a lesbian. And that and, was her lover for And that years. was, right, and that was really interesting because, and her mother, I remember there was an Oprah interview and Oprah asked Whitney's sissy, Houston, would you have um, cared or would you have had an issue if your daughter was gay? And she was like, absolutely, yes. Oh, yeah, she was uh, She was always in the closet. They said that her and Robin. So this, this is a funny, this is a, a not a funny, her but and Jermaine a, Jackson. a story that I heard. Yes, she was. Um, Who is Jermaine Jackson? That's what, that's what, uh, that's what Saving All My Love is. That's what Jermaine. Whoa. Jermaine with the sideburns? Yeah, Jermaine. He had a family, all that, and she was his side chick. Yeah. She was singing that to him. But they have uh, a song together. Remember they have a song? They have a song but together. But he, he was, his sad birds with oil and, and clay by then. It was. Go ahead, Marcus. You got I'm the I'm just trying to get the facts right. Jermaine produced her first record. Clive Davis had Jermaine really? go over to the Beverly Hills Hotel and meet Whitney, and he produced her first record. So those first three songs. So you yeah. say he didn't hit Jermaine, it. Jer- Jermaine oh, no, Jackson he wrote and produced. He didn't hit it. I think he did. That's the, yeah. Everybody fact. fucking, man. Everybody. They did. I'll take us one record. You the- <laughs> I don't know if Jermaine Dupree. I'm just 
<laughs> okay, so one of the rumors about Jermaine Dupree was, and I was talking about it the other day, um, Veronica Webb was in love with Jermaine Jackson. I mean, with uh, Jermaine Dupree. Mm-hmm. They dated for Damn, a while. Damn, JD's you know. got it going on. They said What's he, well, they said I'm he's very now. well endowed. That's the rumor about him. Because everybody would ask, like, what is it about this little, what you call him, a frog? I think it's the power. I think it's the, he got charisma and got power. But I don't know about the avatar shit. You <laughs> 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 take his dick and put it on the tail and all that. I don't know. I don't, but what about it? That was the rumor was that he was ho- that he's packing and a oh, lot really? of women a lot of niggas packing. A lot of women got but he's he, but he's Jermaine Dupree though yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, I bet he's respectful as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, am I not allowed to say? But, no, I am. Yeah, this is I my was, this is my station. I got to um, you. You're you're Dash. I'm Dash Comedy. It's my channel. Oh, I didn't know that. We're here to get yeah. It's me and Darren. Darren Darren is my partner. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, yeah we still on I got. I'm sure everybody. Wants I got. I have a um, a Jermaine Dupri, Janet Jackson story. I went to this party in uh, at the Mondrian. It was a party for Prince that Jermaine that uh, Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupri had, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was a party. Everybody, I don't know. You might have been. It was one of those parties that everybody went to. Mm-hmm. It was one of the weirdest incidents that took place with a comedian who's very famous, was standing next to me, and this white guy came up to him and said, I know you. You and I had sex in the bathroom. And then the comedian went off. Like, he was like, boy, you don't know me. I'm from New York, son. I'll kill you. And and he was like, appalled. He was like, I can't believe you're acting this way. You and I had sex in a bathroom. Like, we can just be cordial. And I just happened to be standing by it. So when the comedian looked at me, I thought I was like, I'm not getting murdered over this. So I was like, yo, he's been saying that to everybody. I was like, you can tell everybody that the whole night, but I was lying. I was going to say, you know what? You could tell me the truth. (laughs) No, he was so angry. But listen, so we in this party, uh, Prince gets there, all the security is weird. And um, and then everybody starts running. And I end up by a table next to Warren G, right? Because Suge shows up at the party and everybody just starts scrambling. And Warren G pulls out the biggest gun I've ever seen. And it was a pistol because it had the, mm-hmm. you know, the barrel. And he pulled out and he was like, watch out, baby girl. Get behind me. <laughs> All at the Montreal. Oh, That was my first. That's fucking crazy. Like my first few weeks in L.A. And I was like, this shit is crazy. It was so, because Suge, Suge had everybody shook at the time. Remember, that was a time when. Shug was like, if Shug was like the boogeyman. You say Shug and everybody right, was scamper. Right. Everybody was scamper. Nobody wanted to jostle. Jostle. Shug. <laughs> People were scampering. Yeah, you first movie, it's crazy. Not jostling, yeah. Okay, yeah. Noted. I love that one. <laughs> no, but it was just funny because it was, everybody just froze. And then the security carried Prince off. Not like rushed him off. They like physically carried him <laughs> off. And I was He's like, so little. He's a giant. <laughs> The big white dude, you know that his security guard, he just picked him up. That's and funny. And ran out. Like, that's what we were talking about. We you pick him up like a baby, like he yeah. I was telling him I'm writing this joke about kidnap because I think it's amazing that a person could think that they could just steal another person. <laughs> You're like, we, yeah, we stealing a person, right? And it's got to do it a certain way too. You I mean you like, just can't take him and hang out with him and just your mama gonna get the money or your husband gonna get the money <laughs> and you sitting there playing cards with the bitch. You gotta keep them blindfolded, tied up, weak. It's a, it's a method. I be watching all these shows. I'm like, no, don't do that. She's gonna get away. I be like, 
I'd be on the kidnapper side. Oh my god! And I'm thinking you're not doing this shit, man. You're stupid as shit, and then you, you get they get caught. You ever stole a human? I mean, I'm gonna pick amazing. up the money. The, the little rapper just got kidnapped, and we were laughing at that. Takashi Six Nine, you ever saw him? Fuck is that? With oh, he got the all the color. I don't hair. know no rappers after 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know none of these motherfuckers. So he's show him a picture. This, this is who kidnaps him, and he is. He's a, a blood. He's supposed to be a gangster. No, he kidnapped his goddamn self. <laughs> <laughs> he trying to no. He was trying to get some sales, nigga. Fuck, I know somebody. He, he got, smoked something and fucked himself up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they kid. They said they kid. But they picked him up. They took all. They robbed him. They took some money. They took his jewelry. But they they physically put him in the car, and they stole him. They Is stole he small? Him. Yeah, he's little. Yeah, his boyfriend did that shit. Here's a girlfriend and a baby mama. His boyfriend did that. Here's a song that just came out yesterday with Nicki Minaj. But he's like big. He's a really big like rapper right I just now. found out who he was. Like I thought that ago. was a skateboard nigga from <laughs> Baby at the Park. You thought he took I, I don't know, I didn't know who he was before the Breakfast Club interview. No. And no. They, and they said that's one of the most viewed yeah, interviews on the Breakfast Club. Really? Yes. Yes. I didn't know who he was. I just heard just today. He's Mexican, right? Yeah, he's the Mexican. The guy right there, you show me a picture of the white dude with the long hair. That's Me he's Mexican. Yeah. Everybody Mexican now, man. And his name is Takashi69. I don't know what that means, because Takashi is Japanese. I know what 69 is, but okay. I don't know that Takashi <laughs> shit. That's fucking <laughs> eating each other on a sushi bar or some shit. Takashi. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I don't know what the hell that is. So have any of you guys ever heard a rumor about yourself? Tony, you ever heard a rumor about yourself? And you're like, ah, that is so no, far not, from not, the not truth. since high school. That I was straight. Oh, you heard that was your, that was a rumor that you were straight? Yeah. Well, I, I did TYT yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah, I could see that because the bitches were like, who is that? Yeah. Hmm. I, um, you never heard a rumor about yourself? No, not yeah. since high school. What was that, though? Like, uh, apparently, like, okay, so this is, this was showing me how the world, the world works, right? Apparently, I had smashed all these chicks that I didn't smash, but it was the chicks that was lying. Wow. Like, you know, I did, people always like, dudes always lying on their dick, but they was lying on their clit, I guess. And Girl. They saying you smashed it? Yeah. And I well, leave like, that woman alone, nigga. Just do it. Just say you did no. it. Yeah, I smashed that bitch. Just say that. Fuck it. <laughs> I was like, nah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not owning up to that one. You think you could? Like, what about you? I had a room I was doing cocaine. They said I was kept doing I was doing it, too. But I'm saying that was back in the day. <laughs> 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 and they said, and then I heard, I said, they said that about me? And then I had the cocaine doing it. We was doing it. They said, you doing cocaine. I think, nigga, you too. We both doing it. <laughs> right now. It was late 90s. I was like, what? Did I, they know? That's funny. Fuck it. I had um, the worst rumor I ever heard about myself was somebody told Corey Holcomb that they saw me give Mike Tyson head in the parking lot of the comedy store. And what? I... There is so many levels of lies to right. that. Like, I don't even work at the comedy store. Like, we could just start there because I don't work that club. Mike Tyson? But Mike Tyson. And I was like, and, and I'm still driving the Honda Fit? Like, yeah, damn. But out of everybody, him? It was, yeah, it was. A, and I, I would have been shocked to find some shit like that like, for you. Yeah, no, I was really I mean, like, I was. I, I laughed because I was like, that is so preposterous yeah, on so a, many levels. Wild. Like it was just so funny, but but that was and it was a comedian that was going around telling people. Yeah, like, wow, hey, hey, what, was, what was the point? 
don't they know. Like she was you. jealous. She was, I don't know. I have no, I was like, I've never even been in the same, well, I have been in the same room with Mike Tyson, but not. Mm-hmm. But not in the same car. The comedy store. At the comedy store. Sitting no. on the same car. No, it was outside. It wasn't in, in the car. It was on the concrete. That no, was, I, with I, witnesses. I a, yeah. Okay. With witnesses. So, uh, yeah, we are live on Dash Comedy Radio. Melvin Robert, Keon Poli, Tony Roberts has joined us. Uh, Cassie's in the house. Marcus King. Amory's in the house. We're having a conversation. It, it looks like a foxhole scene right now. It's like all we need is... Uh, everybody, uh, you know, who's trying to get on at Sarah's tonight <laughs> to come in here and try to get a joke on the mic. <laughs> That's what people used to go to the foxhole. They were like, let me go be funny for 30 but seconds. But the foxhole was so on, out of control, man. You be on there. It's like a clusterfuck of voices yeah. going through. And then you hear me say, shut the fuck up for a minute. He can't hear him. And, yeah. and, and they just keep going at it. I'm like, I've been in the room like this. I did hear about that. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I, the last time I went to the foxhole, um, what's the what's the singer? He's an Irish singer, and he's a real big bitch. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Was like Remember that day? That's the day you called me a bitch. That was the day. So Ed Sheeran was uh, performed in there, and he wasn't Ed Sheeran yet. And Jamie was like, we saw this guy, and this guy is talented. And he came in there with his guitar, and he mm-hmm. sang. And he is like an international singer. He like he eat raw meat and fuck cooking anything. <laughs> He this motherfucker, odd. like he, he say he's changing. He's, he's doing a country album. He say oh, he say he's tired Asian? of being famous. Oh really? For, he's, for he R&B. was very down to earth. Yeah. Very, he was on Game of Thrones. That's yeah, why he, he sang on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, he was so big. They sing on Game of Thrones. No, just no. him. Yeah, he did. Just him. He, so had he, had he had his He's like, he like oh. a soldier at the campfire. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. singing on Game of Thrones. You can't have Ed Sheeran on their show and not. I know he just cut his head off people, but you don't know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It just seems somebody get beheaded and this nigga starts singing, put him in a good mood. That's exactly what happened. It was the torture. (laughs) There was torture right around the corner. Uh, That was when the girls were on the run. It was. It was a. But he was on the show. That's how big he was. But the last time I was on the foxhole, Ed Sheeran was in there, and Jamie Foxx predicted his stardom. He was like, Oh yeah, he found him on the show. Did you? do it Marcus you just rolled your eyes you know what and then then when somebody like that it's not solely just on the voice it's on who's got to write the right song for him Got to write the right music and everything. He writes his own songs. He's a yeah. writer and he's great. Yeah, the, but the, that music was so and his and his hooks are so catchy. Yeah, he's dope. I wanted to, uh, yeah, you know, I used to make fun of Jamie all the time in there. I used to go in there saying, I'm really going to miss you. Because <laughs> I, I think I'm one of the only people who ever bought Jamie Foxx's first album. I bought it. I love that album. That was my one of my favorite good. albums. I love that album. It was great. It was great. I never, I never, I never heard the whole album. I did like a couple of songs he did. Really? Uh, I just finished a CD. Oh, what time A six-song my- CD is coming out. Oh, oh, I haven't got a title for it yet. I got a country song. <laughs> I got a country song. <laughs> Listen, Melvin. I want to be a country Man, oh, I got a country song. I'm shooting a video for it. so bad. What, how does it go? How does it go? 
It's called I cheat on you because I love you. If I didn't, I'd just leave. <laughs> come on. And I got, come on. You got to give us a little bit I of I cheat on you because I love hey. you. If I didn't, I would just leave. You're a small town girl with the brains of a squirrel and you wear your heart on your sleeve. I fell in love at the, I fell in love with your hair at the county fair while you were in the eating contest. The way you gobbled that corn off 99 cobs, I said, damn, bitch, you the best. You changed my motherfucker into death. Nabbit. You changed my hell yeah into hee haw. You changed my brand new Jordans into cowboy boots. Went from Nike sweats into overalls. Now I'm rolling in my John Deere tractor. I never thought it'd come to this. And when the homies from the hood see me riding, they said, Put some ribs on that bitch. <laughs> Don't want you chewing that snuff no more. Got your breath smelling like a chicken coop floor. I cheat on you because I love you. If I didn't, I would just leave. Yeah. I'm shooting the whole video, man. My new, my, I only put one video out so far on my Instagram. Go at Tony T. Roberts. You scroll down. You see some women with flag football stuff on. So my new video, Stomach is the New Titty, is out. <laughs> and that's the only video I'm putting out. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting a one-hour special pertaining each joke to the video that's coming. It's going to be a stand-up CD, DVD hookup. It's going to be dope as shit. So uh, the songs are done. They already leveled. So. Stomach is the New Titty? Stomach is the New Titty. Uh, <laughs> I got a song called Booty Mouth for the, this chick I met with bad breath. <laughs> you need an Altoid IV, a Listerine shake, a Febreze mouthpiece, or a right guard cake. Throw cologne on your throat, put a jacket on your tongue, put your teeth in the cleaners. You got booty mouth, son. This is it. this shit got a reggae beat. This shit is dope as shit. I don't have a beat. Your breath is burning my eyes. It's hard for me to blink. When you sing happy birthday, bitch, your happy stink. <laughs> booty mouth. Dude, I got six songs done and they ready to they ready to come out. This shit gonna be dope as shit. And and I want everybody to know that Tony is from Detroit, so born and raised. They can claim him. Come on, get it. What is it with Detroit people? Why do Detroit people? Uh, why are Detroit people so proud of Detroit? I've been there and I. Cause man, we just love. You know what? New York, the South. The West Coast, everybody got this swag or this certain thing they hang on to that 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 you know they identify with. Detroit, the Midwest, Chicago, Detroit, we don't have nothing. To, we got to be straight us, so that's what we're proud of. I mean, that's, up, that's, that's us too. There though. you go. That's, that's he knows the deal. That's yeah, like, that's big, the only big, thing we got to be proud. We got to be proud of it because we got I, we got to go with raw talent. No, but I've been to Detroit, right? And mm-hmm. um, we country as shit. No, I, I've been there, and I, I was like, "Why are they so proud of this?" Like, I, I want to know. <laughs> I went to a Greek town. Yeah. I went to the. I went to a basketball game. I sat on the floor. I sat next to Desmond Howard, mm-hmm. and uh, he he was selling ties, and uh, <laughs> 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 I was like, "Did he win a Heisman? Like, what's up with these?" He's selling, he's selling ties. Yeah, yeah. I guess he had started a tie business, but he started at the. That night at the floor, on the floor, he was like, like damn. I got, and I'm sitting there like, uh, but I like about a tie from Desmond Howard, though. Just say I did it. Yeah, I, did, I don't of, wear ties. So when he was talking to me, I was like, bro, I don't. <laughs> I was just um, at this other radio station today, and uh, John Sally was there. Was uh, Me and him was the guest on there. And he was, he was going, he just opened up a cannabis company. Yeah, he's very, his he's daughter did it. And he's back in there. 
John Sally is the first person that ever told me to get a colonic. I never knew what a colonic oh, yeah. was. He, really? Yeah. Now, when I moved here, this is my You know what the enema was? My, I knew my grandma had that, water, oh, yeah. that bag hanging in the bathroom that used to make me say, I'm not taking a bath in there. But because <laughs> that red bottle, you know what I'm saying? That red bag, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but I moved here and John Sally was <clears> like, you need to start doing um, colonics. Because you need to you need to cleanse your colon. It's five feet. He gave me this whole tutorial. Well, you can take a pill for that. Yeah. Take some pills, but you ain't got to do the colonic. It's intrusive. It ain't what it used to be now. Cause I was about to get one. I'm telling you, I started this. I started this um, every month a different fitness challenge per month mm-hmm. with some friends of mine. Uh, Fulberg Connor, one of the ex uh, NFL players, a few comedians. My wife jumped on it. So every month we do a challenge. So this month is 100 burpees, 100 push-ups, two-mile run every day, right? We, when we did the push-ups, 25, add 25, at the end of the month was 575 push-ups. But you got all day to do it. You got to check in. So I said, well, damn, when I got started a few months ago, I'm like, shoot, I'm the one that's coming up with the challenges. I got to come up with something every day. But I'm, it's killing me. I better get a colonic, start fresh, clean myself out. This is how they do it now. They said they want to lay me on my back, put a tube in my ass, <laughs> right? Flush the shit up in you and it's go through your intestines to clean. But they want to massage your stomach while you do it. I'm not gonna sit there, my legs open. Nigga, you massage my stomach, I'm looking at you. Nah, not without two Hennessy's. And some compliments. But I don't want to do it because of that. I ain't doing that. You ain't gonna lick me my face, rubbing my stomach and just shit flying out of me. <laughs> no, this is what they do though. They don't come out the tube no more. They flush it in you, and then they, when they rub inside your stomach, they pull you off the table and put you on the toilet, and then put you back on the table, and then put you back on the toilet. I'm I've, like, had, I've and had them before, and it's painful. I don't want to get put back on the toilet. I don't, don't want to be. <laughs> I also don't want to be judged. Like the the lady was like, "You've been eating a lot of dairy." Like she can yeah. see. You could, they but they've been. The you know, you like they they do it all the time. So yeah, they don't care. No, but the, but in India, Doctor India used to be like she. I became important to her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. She had a relationship with me, so she was like, I, your wellness is a priority to me. And then she yeah. was like, oh, you went back to chicken. And I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. Like, but it, I don't see how they see that and see that in there. Yes. Unless it's I'm, corn. Corn don't digest. Corn no. coming out of corn. No. Unless they see a bunch of corn in there. <laughs> well, you know why? Why? Because the outside part don't. Break up. Yeah, that's so true. It's just filling up everything. And it that's can fit, I, it fit right through the hole. slots. Yeah, that's why I come out yeah. home. Because it's just filling up with, with shit. The what? Do- we did Dr. Sabi, uh the doctor well, Dr. Sabi also works. But a colonic is different from a cleanse because a colon there's there there's five feet of colon that mm. none of that goes. So that water, that irrigation goes it's in. It's good for you. And no, it's good for you. Yeah. yeah. But it's got you can't get it too often. <laughs> you start getting sore throats and shit, and your voice goes funny. You can't hold food. Because your whole shit is so clean. So you swallow. You got to go straight to the bathroom. That's bad. Sick out of, I don't know. I don't think you're supposed to get a lot of them. I love, I love the way that this is taking a turn. We've talked about this. Like, how, where are we at? That's how it goes, but that's what happens. Um, she started off with, why are you proud of Detroit? Well, I had to take a shit. And then it just went. So people take it anal a lot sexually. Do they need a bigger tube? Is that, you think so? Like, we go from a tube to a water hose um, to a, a funnel? <laughs> Maybe. A beer bong. A beer bong. 
I like oh, fuck it. weed bong in their ass. I, Melvin, this would be a question for you. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I think you're the only person. I mean, do they though? I don't know. Because <laughs> everybody else in here is looking like uh, I'm not familiar. Well, it depends. Bigger is not always better. Right. Remember. Uh, so. That, that, no, go ahead, go ahead. But for some reason, people believe that if you have anal sex, like your, you know, like your anal hole just starts expanding and expanding and expanding. No, I think it's regular. Don't it go back down? Like, like a regular, like. <laughs> I don't know, but you're doing research. I thought you were doing research. <laughs> I have no uh, idea, bro. <laughs> no, uh, Melvin has experience. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Harris, uh, peace, brother. Uh, he had a joke about he was with this girl that's in the heat of passion. And he was kissing and rubbing and shit. And she said, it's time to fuck now. She said, you got a condom? He said, no. She said, what, you, what you mean you got no condom? She said, he said, this your house. I thought you had a condom here. She said, no, I ain't got no condom. I don't just carry condoms. He said, fuck it. She said, well, that's right, fuck it. You just got to fuck me in my ass now. And he looked like, yes. <laughs> I ain't got no condom. I guess you got to fuck me in my ass. <laughs> I thought I would have jumped over the bed to get to we have taken a turn, um, <laughs> Melvin, but you're going to answer your question because you're the only person in here oh, when, um, yeah, this is it's truth serum. Tell you truth. Yeah. But but what? Like, does it does it go back to the same yeah. size of origin? Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, not I like. Assumed. Right. Away. Yeah. It, not like immediately. But yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So then I you think, don't need a bigger. And tube. you being a gay, I think. A <laughs> gay. No, I think. <laughs> That's the only way homosexuality, gay and uh, and lesbians, when they get together, this the only the only thing I feel like race never matters. It's the person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're always true? happy with the who is that, the, is that is that is that is that true? Like uh, now if I'm with a white girl, it's a problem. Would, a, no, I mean it depends. It depends because I would say within the gay community, there is a lot of uh race racism. You Are you serious? I mean, I mean yeah. like, even if you drive, even if, like, just do a study. If you drive down Santa Monica Boulevard and look at the billboards, most of the time it's very pretty, muscular, white men. Typically you don't, or maybe there's one black guy, maybe there's one Latino guy, but typically you don't really see a lot of that or, or on, like, you know, um, apps or sometimes, you know, dating sex apps or grinder. I mean, people, you know, they'll say, like, uh, only in the white guys don't like, you know, they, they stipulate that kind of stuff. So it's very much, there's definitely a color thing within the gay community. And they're elitist too. A lot of yeah. gays are. But I you, never thought that. I yeah. know a lot of gay guys who are, um, whose partners are older white guys, you know, guys that look like you who mm-hmm. are attractive and they go get them a rich white guy. I've seen a lot of that lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few. Why friends. do lesbians have the best tennis shoes? Is this like a... <laughs> is this like, is this oh, they a, dress is this better a, than everybody a, else. Here we go. Better. Everybody else. They have They're, so They got tennis shoes I have never seen before, and they, but they never tell you where they got them from. It's, no. They be giving you that, uh, when you ask them, yeah. oh, give me the information, strong That's bitch. Fat. Don't be giving me this. Did you say strong bitch? <laughs> you strong know, I don't girl? Like, I don't like when I see lesbians like that who can't hoop. That pisses me off. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, if you're going to dress like that, I'm going to need you to knock down it's a 15 footer. Like, if you can't hoop, if you can't make a layup, 10 layups in a row, you got to give me them shoes. We have we have taken a turn. We've attacked. Let's make sure we offend everybody so yeah. that when we start getting the, the topic. The, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, while we're on the topic, let's make sure we talk about everybody. Yo, I heard the gayest story ever. Like, what? ever. This dude, I was working this cruise ship, and uh, the singers, you know, the all production team, they're all gay. He told me the gayest shit I ever heard because I was like, have you always known that you was gay? He was like, yeah, I tried to mess with a girl once. 
and I went down on her and threw up. And I said, nigga, that's the gayest thing. Yeah, was, like, he physically go. threw up. He tried to and was like, eh, and threw up. Like, and I was like, damn. Dude, you know, uh, uh, Ali Sadiq, yeah. one, of, one of the funniest guys out. Uh, yeah, he's, the most, he's a Muslim. So I told him, and he's he's anti-gay. Told I told him, we were having a conversation about people who are productive in, in, in society, this and this. I told him, homosexuals to me and lesbians are the most creative, productive people in the world. For one, they don't think about nothing but nobody think of them. They, product, okay. they think about their talents, and they put everything in it, and that's how they come out. So for some reason, and he cussed me out about that. Well, he just cussed me out. He just talking about shut that shit down, you know. I said, it's true, though. It's, I think it's really true. And now, like, my wife know me. I like to dress loud. Sometimes I go in the store and I see the gay dude and I don't trust nobody else. I say, hey, I need to go to this party. I want to go there. He said, you sure? I said, bring it. Sometimes I have to make them pull it back. <laughs> but they, they, I'm telling you, they are that 90% of people right now think about what somebody's going to think. That holds them back. And that 10% will just fuck your world up but keep you where you at. Homosexuals, Bam. They are there. They they blinded. They they see the dream. They see the, they fucking go there. They don't even think about no, nobody what the fuck they think. And I believe that. Well, before that's what after they come out, right? Yeah, yeah, say, yeah. It's not, not, it's yeah. not all. You know. I mean, enough room in the closet to be walking around. You know, you got to come out. Yeah, of course, you got to be comfortable. Just that's when you let it out. You exhale and you fucking go for the gold. I believe it. He did. He he just recorded an album. Totally. I mean. I did, and singing, but I mean, to, to this point about you got to come out and you got to, I mean, for me, I got bullied a lot as a kid, always, you know, knew I was gay. It was it was hard because I had all that, like, internalized homophobia. I had that, that stuff in my head of, like, oh, my God, everybody's going to be right. If I do come out, what's everybody going to say? Right. And it wasn't really until, like, five years ago I joined the Gay Men's Chorus of Los Angeles. Right. And that really helped me because here I was, super supportive community, and I had to be, like, I had to love all parts of myself because here's the thing. There's almost 300 guys. We sing three concerts a year. And I said to myself, well, this is the gayest thing you've ever done. Because when somebody comes to see the show and that curtain comes up, there's no doubt whether or not you're gay. If you're standing up there on that stage, you mm-hmm. are gay. So, But it wasn't until I eradicated like all that shame and how I felt to come out did I, to your point, be able to say, let's go do whatever I want to do. Let's do it. Because right. that was the thing that was holding me back was that what do people know? And then I'm ashamed right, of it. Right. I don't want people to yeah. look at me. Going to auditions, I don't want people to look at me. Do I sound gay? Do I sound like a girl? Do I sound like this? I had all this chatter. And now it's like, well, if anybody else, yes, I am gay. So you I, mean, I, I, mean, well, I got a question for you. And he grew up in Inglewood. You sing? I got a question for you. Yeah. Because, uh, I, when I be talking, I'm like, what is when I talk to straight dudes? I'm like, what is your issue with the gay? Like, why do you give a shit? Mm-hmm. Okay, and they be like, I don't care when yeah. gay dudes are gay. Flamboyant gay dudes bother me. It's hmm. so started writing this joke. Do you think there's a size limit to flamboyancy? Like, like uh, Magic Johnson's son to me is too big to be flamboyant. <laughs> like he's too big. So you don't like the you don't like the the, the purses, all the makeup and all the, the like because he's not shit. carrying poodle. He but, has like pit bulls in a suitcase. Like well, he's not like, carrying dainty. Like, like he's too big to be dainty. But like I mean, here's the thing. I mean, cuz that that also pairs on the uh, to me it's the same thing as masculinity, right? Like mm-hmm. can somebody who is you might say is flamboyant or more girly or more effeminate like is he is he still considered masculine and i would Mm -hmm. say yeah because that's not any kind of i mean the way somebody behaves it doesn't like mean that they're any less masculine because you decide to wear lipstick or nail polish or 
you know, uh, your voice is maybe a little bit higher pitched or you like to do silly things or you are engaging in a way that the societal social construct has said that's like super gay and super flamboyant, mm -hmm. right? Um, because, I but mean, it, but does I it think, annoy you, though? Does no. it annoy you? But I, I mm -mm. think that... I feel I, like they're acting like what they think women act like. But I, but, but, like, but, like it's a show. It's a production. But, okay, but I think, but for, but I think, but for some, that's kind of how they, I mean, all of us, like we, that's just kind of how some people are. I think they want to be beautiful. Well, they are beautiful, but it's yeah. not, I mean, femininity and masculinity yeah. is a social construct, but yeah. it is masculinity and femininity. Mm -hmm. And I so know. whether you are, whether you are a man or a woman, gay or straight, you can be feminine or masculine. And that has nothing to do sure. with your yeah. sexual preference, right? So, um, Magic Johnson's son is transitioning, so that that's uh, where he is transitioning to what huge. he is transgender. So <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like he's a, not just a cross. Like a, a transformer or some shit. But, but, like <coughs> but in gay dude's defense, though, like, it doesn't bug me okay. just like when I like because I don't like like I don't watch reality TV because that's loud and extra. Like, I don't like anything mm -hmm. loud and extra. So I'll be like, not, what, just be chill. Like, be just be regular. Are. Just be regular. Like, I, I hate reality TV. But that's of that one reason. of the arguments that I had with a friend of mine who is um, gay. And we had this really big conversation about. Um, people, he was like, people always assume that homosexual men are overly promiscuous. And I said, because you have the worst spokespeople. When you look at gay pride, all <laughs> like you that. see, yeah. you know what I'm saying? When you go, right? When you go to, when you see gay pride, you see all the guys wearing the butterflies, wearing the thongs. You don't ever see the dudes that are gay that just, the that are you like, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Remember you when he, the everybody was like, yo, I didn't even know they could be like that. When yeah. Karamo came out, everybody was like, yo, this dude is right. And Karamo is winning right yeah. now. Like yeah, he's he in love him. But when yeah, I walked in here, I didn't know he was gay. I didn't, I, had I, didn't, no I idea. thought he was dating her. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I thought it was his boy. That was your boyfriend. Hi, boyfriend's. I'm Cassie. Cassie, hi, Cassie. Hi. I thought you was dating Cassie. You know, you wasn't. You I don't, don't date comics. Like now, when Marcus, the way he's sitting, I thought he was gay. I just figured. <laughs> 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 this is this is this is um this is nonstop right here. I love being on a show with Tony because Tony is going to Tony's defy. Tony's 100 miles an hour all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's going to defy because we all did the odd death thing together. And oh, yeah. I was number nine and he was number 10. Man, was that the worst damn night? After intermission. Um, it First, was, they picked a crowd. They went and bought a crowd. Yeah, some people that a, don't even know comedy. And then it was a bunch of skinny model chicks. And then Russell Simmons going to sprinkle this vegan spread of food. And they like All birds over, just like We talking real, real grown been, shit. They don't even understand one, none of that. There's only been one time where I seen totally like just super chilling. Like super, super <laughs> And you'll never guess where. Where? At a goddamn football game. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. Remember in the Coliseum? I remember he was, he was like way up top. And he was just like. Yeah. yeah, man. Super chill. <laughs> Super, I'm like, this is the this is the place where you be up, and he was just like. But that was my. I wasn't supposed to have that seat. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was I, like, I was like, like Tony said, yeah, I gotta be on the 50 yard line in row 10 or some shit. Not not up there, nigga. They look look like kids. <laughs> are you a, so? Are you a Detroit Pistons fan? Pistons, Red Wings, Tigers, Lions. Okay, all day. Detroit versus everybody. That's the motto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like, all And that. it seemed like everybody winning. <laughs> oh, really? Who? Trick He's Trick? The, he is the black Eminem of Detroit. Who? Oh. Trick Trick is the rapper out of Detroit. Like, um, who's a boy from Miami? Trick Daddy? He's Trick Daddy was to Miami. That's what Trick Trick is to Detroit. Oh. Everybody, every artist go through there. They he, You see a picture with him. They know They love him. 
That uh, nigga's got power there, yeah. He the shit. I mean, we like that, too. He know. In the Bay Area, we got ours. In the Bay. Oh, yours is uh, Mac Dre? We got Mac Dre, 40, too short. Yeah, Mac Dre is legend. I love Mac Dre. Um, yeah. yeah, I can listen to Matter Mac Matter of Dre. fact, uh, going back to the, the young lady that on the train, mm-hmm. you hear about what they did with her picture no. on Channel 2. You heard about that, bro? They what put her picture up. The, the They got all these gorgeous pictures of her, and they chose a picture of her with the gun. And put that one out. Wait, wait, wait. What, 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 what girl? The girl, this girl that just got murdered um, on the Bart on the train. On the train uh, and yeah. that's the picture they put and up. They, they took the one picture she had with a gun and put that up there. Yeah. Well, the, what the, what are they protesting? Oh, yeah. well, she was helping. Somebody. But I got a homegirl that's a nurse, and she said right now in the Bay, like, there's been a lot of people coming in with random stabbings. And they said to, uh, the victims are telling them, it's like, it was some homeless guy or some guy hopped up on some kind of drug. And there's been so many stabbings lately, like, randomly. I, th- I thought he escaped. Didn't he escape? They said he was. This guy, a, this guy did, escape. yeah. Yeah, he's in But she's escape. a nurse, and she was just saying, uh, lately, like, hella people been coming in with stab wounds. Wow. Yeah, somebody that just happened somewhere else where uh, nine people got stabbed. Like it's a nigga. Is that seasonal or some shit? I don't know. I don't know if it's a new drug out or what. I don't know what's happening. I know people's running on the bark, taking people's iPods and iPhones and stuff, and just running back off like a group of guys. They just wait till the bar open up. They stop. They run on the plane. The train is start taking shit out people's hands and then run off. See, I don't know. They was getting away that. with it too. I go, I go home in next week. And that I'm like, for I'm like chilling. That like, for like never... two months. And then but somebody you know grabbed one of them and start, threw Those his ass are on the tracks. Urban legends, though. That's like, not urban legends, but it's stuff like they always talk about the the subway in New York. Like, always yeah. something is always happening on the subway. But then you get on the subway and you never see When I watch SVU, I just thought every day every somebody day. was getting raped on, on, the, on the train. Every, every day. day. And I'd be in New York, I'd be like, just chill. I watch SVU. That shit never go I live off. It never go off. There's a rape every day on the train. I took my kids to New York uh, a month ago. We spent like five days, six days there. And then they wanted to do about the train on the ground. So yeah, the subway. You got to prepare because it's, you know, it's this and that. When I used to live there, it was grimy. It was stink. But now they had a remodeled shit. The train was beautiful. It smelled good. I'm like, this ain't the train. <laughs> this yeah. ain't the right train. It's it was rich. beautiful, dude. Oakland is changing a little bit because of the gentrification and yeah. some of the desperation. When I could, when you told me about the stabbing, they told me about another stabbing. So it was two stabbings yeah. I heard about in one day, and the stabbings are off the chain. I think it's just a little level of it's the summer, it's desperation. It's got to be. And, and they wearing the know, hoodies. Yeah. No robbery. They hot. But, just stabbing. Uh, can I plug a movie? Yeah, no, yeah, go ahead. Uh, please go out and see Blind Spotting next yeah, week. Uh, it's about Oakland. About, it's about heard, the town. Yeah. Where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Antioch. Oh, I've, 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 really we good. almost I made it. We, no, we did make because remember we were both we were both five one zero, and they switched the area codes. And that's okay. how we came. You from Antioch? Yeah, you know that. God damn, shit! I I did a couple of shows there with um the promoter out there. Uh, forgot that, his name. That's the Oakland Annex. That's all. Everybody from Oakland moved to Antioch. Oh, Antioch. Yeah. When I grew up in Antioch, it was like Pleasantville. It's little as when hell. It first, when it first opened. Yeah. And then now, like, my school got, why you got need ID, metal detectors. All, when they when they kicked everybody out of Hunters Point, um, all the, and they everybody moved. And, man, like, when I tell people now I go home and I'm down, I'm from Antioch, they be like, damn, you from Antioch? Yeah, like, really? You we, never had, out. we never had. We never. I came, moved there, it was I came back Mayberry. home from college and, uh. I didn't know like stuff had changed, right? So I came out from college and I picked my boy up. He's like, pick me up at uh, at the uh, restaurant. I was like, all right. 
and they were shooting in the middle of the street. And I was like, this ain't what I left no, for y'all. I what, 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 yeah. That's what everybody who goes home. That's everybody who goes home. So Blind Spotting, you said, go see it. Um, it is I do want to see that set day. in Oakland. Um, so, you know what? We're about to wrap up the show. Um, one thing I want to remind everybody who's listening, if you are in Los Angeles, we are going to be at the Laugh Factory at 745 we have an amazing show. We're raising money for Puerto Rico with the Let's Give Foundation. Lisa Vidal from Being Mary Jane is hosting the show with me. And we have Jamie Kennedy coming through. Ruben Paul is on the show. Um, Tony Baker, Rojo Perez, Orlando Leyva. Uh, Tony Roberts said he might come through there. I like all them people. Make sure you I'm Roberto. Antonio Roberto. Antonio Roberto. Tell people. Political refugee. There's, there's, <laughs> he's, he's, he, that, that's the thing you'll learn about comedians is that they offend every group throughout their entire. So nobody leaves. Are you Spanish? You Latino? No, he's gay. And you said he looked Latino people, though. Right? He was like, he's the gay guy that you were like, oh, gay people. Don't he like he fought Jason dreams. Bourne or something. Like he's from overseas. He's like he fought. Remember he's from a, Eaglewood. Oh, I've yeah, gone Puerto rough. Rican. I've gone Puerto Rican. Okay. Throughout my life. Yeah, you go to New York. That's they start talking yeah. in Spanish. And Dominican, yes. Dominican all York, day, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cuban yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah. He, he's from Inglewood, so we were talking about his, the way he talks, mm -hmm. and he grew, he grew up like in the heart of Inglewood. He had the store where we went. And we used to get your tater chips from. You know, the tater chips. You know, mm -hmm. the, the store. Forget potato chips. Tater chips. Tater chips. That shit got a lot of salt in it. The tater chips. Oh, the tater hey, chips. You know what? <laughs> Everybody always gasses liquor store pickles. And the... I'll be like, oh, the pickles. No. Everybody always gasses them. And I'll be they like, gotta be nah. from the candy lady. Like the candy the lady pickles. Like, you know what? I never did that. I've seen people get the pickle and eat the pickle. Just pickle. I never, oh, I I never did that. We used to sell pickles, pigs feet, like pigs feet. They in the because it was a. A grocery store and then a meat department with like butchers and yeah. uh, and they uh, it was gross. I never I gross. never made it to pig's feet, but Puerto Ricans God. eat pig's feet all the time. No, but I did it. eat those hot sausages that Lord knows what that was. Those red hot hot sausages Ew. that was the scraps from everything else patted yeah. and through the. I used to work at a meat. Let's hope. Yeah, you don't want to. And I eat it all the time. And you know the, the I've seen it. The Nation of Islam, they'll say, it's half rat, half dog, half cat, and half pig. And but I'm they like, eat vagina. Only, and you know how much shit is in that? <laughs> they don't. They're not supposed to. Well, they do. No, they're not, yeah. And I, Depends and I'm on like, the vagina. All the enzymes, the fluids. Depends what's, which vagina. It's a lot of shit going in and out of there. <laughs> and they eat it all the time. But they won't eat no pork. You came out of there. What you talking about? And I'm eating it to go back in. Okay. I eat it like I'm trying to go back in there. I, I, I'm trying to get back in there. So tell, tell people where they can catch you. What you got At going Tony on? T. Roberts. Tony T. Roberts. Yeah. They, all that's across where they the board. Go that's, to, that's put the T schedule. in the middle, you're going to get an old white guy. No, the, the motivational speaker. Thing. Not Robbins. It's an old yeah, white Robbins. guy named Tony Roberts. He's like in the 80s. He's like... You know, he's so a Tony winner. T. Roberts. Tony T. Roberts across the board, social media. Check me out. Look out, look out for the new one-hour special along with the music videos. And tomorrow you'll be at? At um, the Ha Ha. At the Ha Ha. Yeah. Okay. Um, Keon, how about uh, you? At Keon Poli across the board. And then where can people see you perform? Tomorrow I'm at uh, Improv in the lab. Okay. Oh, nice. What time? It's over near Antioch. <laughs> He's over there near Antioch. I can't believe live in Antioch. Do I went to that? that bro? It's a warehouse and a train to go through there. That's it. It's about seven uh, houses. Uh, up now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Twinkie, T-W-N-K-E-E, -E, across the board. But check out uh, Dash Comedy, which is my baby, and Dang Entertainment, Dang Comedy Live. All right. I'm um, underscore Melvin Robert, no S, M-E-L-V-I-N-R-O-B-E-R-T, on Instagram, Twitter. 
Do black people always try to add an S to your name? And then ask me, am I sure that there's no S? <laughs> <laughs> it's S or mine, Roberts. And I'm thinking. And I'm like, no, yes, it's, it's been my name Robert. my whole. Are you are you sure? Yes. So you positive. got a first name. Your in, last in name defense, is a first though, name. In their defense, yeah. black people put S's on everything. That's like for no reason. Tyler like, Perry said that. I heard this lady, she was like, I love LeBron's. And I'm like, yeah. he's one person. Why are you saying LeBron's? LeBron's. He's, he's a single guy. I never met nobody <laughs> with two first names that's been a bad person. Every time I met somebody with two His first names. generalizations are my favorite. I don't know why. I do. I know somebody. Robert James. That's James is a first name. Yeah. Rick James. Yeah. Rick James, Rick James was a good person? No. Okay. Cocaine, beat white bitches, everything. Tony Parker? Robert, Robert Kelly. Robert, Robert Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Two first names. Yeah. With that's that, true. Did you listen to did you listen to his 19 minute song? Mm-mm. Not good. I listen. To, I collect classic rock. If it ain't that, I don't listen to shit. But I listen to blues, Motown, oldies, and classic rock. I don't know no rappers today. What they saying? I see my daughter doing a little heart thing. Drake. Oh, that shit got I don't know what the fuck. They so saying. people in the Bay did not like that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all stealing yeah. from us. Everybody's always Do stealing from us. And don't give us credit. I want. I really want to know who Kiki is though, because Drake is all. It's always that's his aunt. That's his somebody no. they, ain't, they, ain't close to, they ain't doing shit, but ghost riding <laughs> the babysitter. That's a babysitter. That. Shit. That's what it was. A babysitter. You should put that on social media. That's hilarious. That <laughs> who was is the, Kiki? The babysitter. So you can uh, catch me at Funny Ida, A-I-D-A, on FunnyIda.com. Uh, August 1st through the 3rd, I'll be at the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. So come on out if you are in Milwaukee. Thank you for listening to Truth Serum. Before we go, everybody, tell one truth about yourself that people don't know. <laughs> I collect classic rock. <laughs> and I'm scared of shit of snakes. Uh, yeah, me yeah. too. People don't know I'm that about afraid me. Afraid of snakes like and rats make me. What I can't it? be in the same house. I can't be in an aquarium. I can't be in that house. Yeah, I mean, I don't fuck around. Keon, uh, I don't like threesomes. Okay, move on from him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just fucking the whole party up. <laughs> well, hold the legs. It's something. Goddamn, man. They never thing. turn out the way you want them to turn out. That's they, why I don't like them. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, from experience, you, you got like a them. girl or you a two no, girls? No, two chicks. It never goes the way you had it planned in your head. It never goes that. No, we was Jocelyn. Oh, okay. Good but, Jocelyn. Uh, that's going to be the name of this episode. Wait, what was the question? Uh, a truth about you. Oh, yourself. yeah. <laughs> don't nobody know. Uh, I'm a poker dealer. Oh. When you paused that champion. poker, I was so across the table. And then you said, Dilla, I came back. <laughs> like, I what had out-of-body experience. Poker? She said, I'm a poker. I went over there, out-of-body, and she said, Dilla. And what I else would it be? Poker. You know what it could have been. <laughs> oh, poker. Twinkie. Okay. Um, um, Melvin, <laughs> I have a really poor sense of direction. Like I get lost. Oh, like, really? Like I, I use like my maps for, for everything. everything? <laughs> for I everything. got a cousin like that. I'm like, fuck Dude, is wrong like, the block? Oh my god! I'm like, just yeah. If I go anywhere once, I can get there no. forever. Not you? Twice. That's Maybe funny. three times, but <laughs> I'm like I, everything. I will, I will map. That's hilarious. Now, what, uh, Marcus King, what's one truth about yourself? That we uh, don't know about you. He was a woman in '99. <laughs> 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 with the with the beard. <laughs> he transitioned. Uh, yeah, I would. You know what? Uh, I do have a point of sister story, but there's nothing. Everybody knows everything they need to know about me. Need to know, but what they don't know, it's something about you. Some everybody don't know. That's probably a lot, but I can't pull out one thing. Okay, uh, okay. I don't. Know. 
All right. I'm going to let you live today. Thank you. But next week, I'm going to tell this stuff about you that people don't know. Um, and one truth about me that people probably don't know. Um, ooh. I, uh, my, my, my father is an immigrant, and he got deported three times from the United States, and I did not grow up with him because he got deported. So I'm I'm a a child of one of those immigrants. I'm a, I'm wait 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 wait. You ain't, so you ain't supposed to be here. No, I was no, born here. Okay, I thought you were say you're on the uh, radio now. Goddamn it, you <laughs> might not make it out this building. No, I was born here, but my dad was. Uh, so when when people put the face of immigration on on people, when I speak, people don't assume that I am connected to the immigration journey. But I'm an anchor baby. Mm. So I was born here so that my dad could be a citizen, and he got deported anyway. Mm. That's so. that's terrible. It is, but you know, my mom said it worked out for the best. <laughs> he ain't Come shit. On crazy. Come on, crazy. Well, she honestly said. She was like, I think that's a blessing in yeah, disguise. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, you can find me at Funny Ida, uh, funnyida.com. This is Truth Serum. Thank you so much for being here. Tony Roberts, Thank you, Keon Poli, Cassie. <laughs> Melvin Robert with no S on the end. Melvin Robert. You sure it ain't no S? Uh, Are you positive? Marcus King. Emery's in the house. And Darren just walked in because he uh, he left his baby at the babysitter. And he had to come check in on us. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we are out. I ain't seen you in a minute, bro. I I didn't even know you was on. Hundred push-ups, hundred. Thanks for just jumping in there. I had a system going.